Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome to episode 34 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on the meat wagon is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior Strand. Toot, toot. The toot, toot. <laughs> I was not even going to do it today. Yeah, but I paused. I needed that I toot, toot. Of course you did. Together we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. So today's fun fact about myself is, straight into it, straight into the fun facts, is that I have eaten a tarantula. That is fascinating. Mm. What did it taste like? Um, well, it tasted uh, not much like anything. I did it when I was in um, Vietnam mm-hmm. and I went to Tarantula Village. That's amazing. Um, which is, I'm pretty sure it was a tourist trap. <laughs> but I'd say so. But um, apparently it's a very, very, very poor village, as a lot of people are. I mean, no, I was in Cambodia, sorry. Yeah, okay. Not Vietnam. You had a holiday uh, in Cambodia. I did. I know. <laughs> it came up on my iPod as, as I was in a boat, like just yes. randomly that song, and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> Hope there's no, you know, heads on a stake or anything, like the song implies. It's fine. Anyhow. Yeah, I went to Tarantula Village, and apparently they're so poor, but they're like, just how their terrain of their village is, is like set out. It's like there's heaps of tarantulas everywhere. And so they're just like, because like I said, why do you eat tarantulas? And they're like, because that's all there is. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I feel like a dick. I mean, tarantulas, tarantulas are huge. These were big. Like, they were bigger than my ham. But they did deep fry them yep. in, like, chili oil. So oh. they shrunk down quite small because, you know, you put anything, you deep fry anything and it shrinks. Well, spiders naturally curl up. Yeah, it did all that. Like, it was like yeah. a kind of a, a crunchy, like, you know, your fist. Kind of thing. And then, um, huh. uh, uh, yeah, you click, you know, it was so like deep fried that, you know, you pull a leg off and it like breaks mm. off and it just like kind of, it was just kind of chilly and crunchy, kind of like, you know, yeah. deep fried stuff and stuff like that. It was okay. I didn't eat all of it, <laughs> didn't eat its face. <laughs> Left that. That's where you stop. That was your line. Yeah, I was like, yeah, there was like, you know, they sell it. There's like carts there of dudes selling like, just like, you know, dudes pulling wooden carts along and they've just like got sections of just bugs mm-hmm. that you eat. And there's like tr- there's sco- black scorpions, like as big as your hand on there that people are just eating. I'm still under the – I didn't have any of them because I was still under the belief that like they don't eat them. It's yep. just a tourist thing yep. that's evolved and they're like, why would we eat that? Well, like, that's well, that's the thing. You know, the, the tourists, they come in, they're paying big bucks for a, an experience. And a that bug? Ex- that experience is eating a bug. So they're actually side hustling. They're making all this money to bring in, like, actual food. Yeah. Um, so I didn't eat that. I did eat the tarantula because I was like, I'm at Tarantula Village. I was already half sick anyway because I was like, you know. You, I Just could, the nail in the coffin. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, I think on the way to Bug Village, my wife actually had to stop the bus and vomit like outside because we were just like, because oh. you just can't stay well <laughs> in that country. Like, That's... You just have to eat like, you know, a lettuce leaf that has a bit of water on it and you're fucked. And, uh, yeah, we spent, like, two days, like, so sick hallucinating in our hotel rooms, like, thinking we're going to die. Tried to get, like, an ambulance. Yeah. Tried to get a doctor, like, went down, just couldn't communicate and just went back up and just waited it out. It was one of the worst moments of my life. It was pretty full on. That wasn't from the tarantula, though. But it might have been. It might have been. You never know. That's 
No, we, we pretty much know it was just from a salad. Anyhow, what's your fun fact about yourself that the public is yearning to know about? Yearning. Yeah, well, not, I haven't eaten a tarantula. Uh, well, the, I was just going to jump into the first album I ever bought. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Well, mine, I just actually did two food facts like, mm. in a row, so I wish I'd done something different. No, food okay. facts are great. We love food. Uh, so the first album I ever bought was the Brumio and Juliet soundtrack on cassette. Can I just stop you there? You mean Romeo plus Juliet? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> Baz, old Baz. Leonardo DiCaprio in his like peak Leonardo DiCaprio phase. And then Carrie Matheson. Like, Who? That's the actress, isn't it, from um, Out of Homeland? No, that's Claire Danes. Is, wasn't she in it? No. Isn't she the lady in Juliet? She's Claire Danes? Claire Danes, yeah. Yeah, is that oh, was that the character's name? Yeah, yeah, I that's her name. Watch Homeland. That, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Apparently, um, DiCaprio was caught saying like that he didn't like kissing her in the kissing scenes because he considered that she wasn't pretty enough for him to actually kiss in real life. Well, he can go fuck himself. No. <laughs> oh yeah, look at like him now. He's like a char- a little man child with a tiny face, and yeah. Claire Danes just looks like this like crazy rad woman like he's got like a dad not that there's anything wrong with dad bods but he's got like a dad bod he's still got his baby cherub face but he's just getting rounder and his hairs hairlines really... fuck you Leonardo DiCaprio you don't see any memes about Claire Danes but you see plenty about DiCaprio yeah, he's actually true. all the memes <laughs> um so your first soundtrack on cassette I can't remember my first soundtrack on cassette or do I <laughs> I'm going back going back Thinking. for Christmas I got the the earliest tape I can remember is I got the I'm Too Sexy by Right oh, There Fred Kassingle. Oh, yeah, the Kassingle. <laughs> um, that is amazing. The first CD I ever bought, I went halves with my neighbour because, you know, that, that's, yeah, that's going to go well. It was the Ren and Stimpy CD with, oh, like, all the songs, yeah. like, you know, like Happy Happy Joy Joy, the yeah. Log Song and all oh. stuff like that. That's Amazing. We didn't have a, you know, radioactive man break, friendship breakdown. No, I was going to say, like. But it was close. I can't remember the first CD I actually bought at all, or the first, like, album now, album. So this is the first. Now, do you own Romeo plus Juliet on vinyl? I is don't because it's not available on vinyl Oh, as far as I'm aware, but I don't think I would add it to my collection. Why now. not? Music, what what music was on there? What were some of the hits? Oh, well, uh, the Cardigans, they're oh, loveful. That's good. Yeah, that's a great song. Um, can't remember. I can't even fucking remember. It's a good soundtrack. It's, like, good to just stick on now. One of my favourite albums is, like, is a soundtrack, which is, like, the Natural Born Killer soundtrack. I think it's got so many banger sweet hits on it. And it goes from, like, Dylan to, like, L7 to, like, to Nine Inch Nails, to, you know, all over the all over the shop. But it's just a roller coaster ride of emotions. Oh. Well, I mean, look, I know that Tarantino didn't direct it, but it's still technically under the Tarantino. No, it's not. Foot fetish. Nah, man, that's Oliver Stone. That's hard Oliver Stone. Oh no, one hundred percent. But that soundtrack, that's got some Tarantino dick work in it. You reckon it has? I reckon it does. He did because he didn't like that film, eh? Yeah. He um because. Oliver Stone took, I don't know what Tarantino, I've never read the original script. I don't mm. know what his vibe was going for, but he might, he obviously wasn't going for that, you know, attack on uh, consumerism and society and what we consider as normal and stuff like that, that they did in that. Like, mm. And he probably didn't expect Oliver Stone to use every single film stock known to man <laughs> and technique. Probably not. But, and I mean, Tarantino soundtracks are always good. I will give him that. They're always good. They're always interesting. I've learned a lot of. 
like tracks that I probably wouldn't have listened to. Like yeah. starting with like the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. There's a lot of songs in that I would have never listened to without that. Mm, That's what yeah. soundtracks do. Yeah. Like my uh, the my my the Darjeeling Limited. Yes. Is one of my favorite soundtracks, and I like got I'm like quite partial now to like India music, which is such a Different vibe. No, it's that's got, a very different vibe. Like, it has a whole, like, musical, like, you know, scale and keys that we don't even have. And I, mm. I'm fine with it. Like, yeah. It's like, do, do, do. Go with it. I was listening to Russian polka turbo metal the other day. Don't know how I managed to stumble across that gem of a sound playlist. What, what but... makes it turbo? <laughs> is well, it faster I'm, than normal? It is. Well, because it's, it's kind of like polka music, but... Metal. Metal. And that way, it's, it's just a combination of polka and metal, just it, the, the amalgamation of both and just creates turbo. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd But it's say very that. much like uh, Go-Go Bordello. Oh, I do like Go-Go Bordello. Same. Apart from that time I bought um, their album and it was in Spanish <laughs> <laughs> when I thought I was buying, like, the, the Spanish version was green and the English version was a red cover. Oh. And I didn't notice. And, oh. Like, yeah, I was kind of shouting because it was back in the time, you know, buying a CD was a big thing and I, like, yep. hadn't. Hadn't got there, so I just had to learn, like, shoot the moon and everything in Spanish. Yep. And now, let's do the news. Yeah. Yes, every week me and Jen take you through the horror news you need to know about. Welcome to Horror News. Nice. Thank you. What's been happening in the world of news in and and or horror? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, David Gordon Green reportedly in talks to direct The Exorcist sequel for Blumhouse slash Morgan Creek. Slash Morgan Creek. <laughs> Morgan Creek is what we're working out before. It's just a distribution company. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is Blumhouse. We could, we could have full stop. We'll that. just, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. So, David Gordon Green, he's the dude who did, directed Halloween. Did he direct yeah. it? Yeah, I think he, yes. We'll talk about the remake one yeah. recently. Yeah, so it looks like, um, so. I'm not sure if we're going to forget everything, all the other Exorcist sequels that have happened. Yeah, we must be, because this is one, like, this is a, a sequel. Yeah. So, therefore, you just forget them. Yes. Even though you, you've said that to me that Exorcist 2 has a really good death in it. It does. Maybe they'll just redo that death. I would hope so. I think Ooh. there's so much they could do, and I would very much like to see Linda Blair make a cameo in it. No, make- I reckon I've said that. I didn't want, earlier on in other episodes, I didn't want an Exorcist remake. But I am quite partial to an Exorcist sequel mm. remake because, like, nothing after that. It's just a, such a scary concept. And you have to pull it back. Otherwise, it's going to seem cheesy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how are you going to instill fear, the amount of fear that that film originally made people back then now? I don't think well, what you are you going to do? I don't think you can. You cannot generate that same level. Hereditary like, did. Hereditary. Fuck yes, hereditary. Like, it needs that hereditary, yeah. like that A, what do they call it? A, A24. A24 vibe yeah. to it. I mean, don't get me wrong, Blumhouse does good things, but they hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I can't think of any misses. The craft. <laughs> <laughs> was that Blumhouse? I can't. Ma. Ma was a big one. Ma. Um, it had Octavia Spencer in it, who is an Oscar award winning actress. And it was just really sad, but not in a like upsetting way. It was just like pathetic kind of woman. And it just, it, it missed. It took a big swing and fucking, it swung so hard that it spun around and fell You know, because you don't like it, there's going to be a whole, there's a group of people out there that just fucking love that film. That's great. If you I, love it, like, good I mean, on you. Because we watched, what did we watch recently? Relic? Remember that? Yes. Um, I've been reading more and more about that film. And the more I read about it, the more I really want to re- revisit it. I'm like, 
Ah. Ah. I love a revisit. And I because I, I remember the last scene that was so shocking, kind of weird, shocking, and mm. that that like with a bit more context now. It's weird that you need though to have the context to go into the film to appreciate it. Like yep. where back again with the hereditary, that's it's all there. Like yep. you know what I mean? Like I don't have to like read a thesis on it afterwards to know like my mind just like even if it didn't understand every scene, it went like this is this is unbelievably good. Yeah. And then I really hated Midsummer. So I think Midsummer really missed the mark. Anyhow, um That's fair. That's fair. So, yeah, we've not seen The Exorcist on the big screen since uh, 2005's release of Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist, which I haven't watched at all. I'm not going to. Yeah. I wouldn't even know that was a prequel to The Exorcist. No, me neither. And then there was a short-lived TV series on Fox, which I never watched either. I think it was like, oh, I'm going to watch that. I don't have Fox. I'm not going to watch that. No, nah, that's fine. As we said, we said it once, we said it twice. Usually, TV versions of horror films don't work very well because it says it says grabbing a it's grabbing a piece of chewy gum and stretching it out. <laughs> like you know, you're supposed to chew it in your mouth. It's supposed to be small <laughs> and great, but you pull it out and you stretch it, and it breaks. And then it, you've got gum everywhere. And you've got a long, yeah, <laughs> you got all over you. You're an idiot. So yeah, not a lot of information regarding this for now, but it's still pretty exciting to see that there is possibility. I'm gonna remain on the fence oh, i reckon like Until... there is a possibility it's gonna be right but yeah. i don't know man like bloomhouse seems to do with their their ip that they create their new ips i think they're really well with mm. like you know like because you're not expecting anything and you're pleasantly surprised a lot of time that's what you are with bloomhouse you're pleasantly surprised yeah. a lot of the time yeah. But if you expect going expecting it's going to be the best thing, it well, usually isn't. That is kind of like, that is Blumhouse's aesthetic, I feel. You sort <laughs> of. i surprised. That is, because you're like, oh, Blumhouse. Like, I saw this Blumhouse film, it wasn't that good. But then I saw this other Blumhouse film, and it was really good. So you sort of go into every one of their films. Not knowing. Feeling like, meh, my expectations are pretty, like, mediocre. It's what I do for every Marvel film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and then I enjoy it a lot more. Oh. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I had nothing Marvel films. They're fine. I watch them. It's they're, they're okay. They're okay. Anyhow, um, I'm yeah. I'm looking for. I'll watch this. Yeah. Oh, definitely if I can watch it. But yeah. It's weird though. Like how many years later doing a sequel for something without remaking the first one? But I did say. But maybe they're on the same idea as me. Like you can't remake The Exorcist no. because it's too good. Well, that's true. There, there are reasons certain films have not been remade. So you notice that, say, with The Wizard of Oz, that hasn't been remade, but they've done sequels or they've done Return to Oz? The Wiz? The (laughs) Fucking Return to Oz ruining childhood since 1988. TikTok. Didn't they, because like recently, like didn't they insert new scenes into the original Exorcist? Is that something that happened in my mind? I like, think they did. Like her running down the stairs yes, upside the, down? That the wasn't spider walk. That the, wasn't in the original one, no. But was that in, did they film that originally and didn't put it in? They found it and reconditioned it? Or Quite possibly. is it just like completely new footage? Like I'd have to look into that. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like, I don't know. Like, but because um, like, even that is a bit sacrilegious. I did enjoy that scene where she runs down the stairs upside down. Yeah, it's down, really like. well done. Very but, good. But, yeah. I wonder how they did that. Maybe made her walk up the stairs like that and then 
Well, she goes down pretty fast. Yes, what I mean. Like, yeah. They up slowly and then reverse it. Cause, like, I would have just fallen down. I couldn't. I, a, I can't bend like that at well, all. You'd put them on a pulley and then green yeah. screen it out if you do it today. But, well, yeah. yeah. But I reckon it would look too weird. Yeah. If she should just walk down normally. It would have been heaps easier. <laughs> and what's your next story? Such a drama queen she is. Okay, so now, so, you know, we are in the era of what is now being referred to as the pandemic thriller. So we're seeing a lot of... Uh, we talked about this earlier, that there's going to be a new genre coming out. Yes. Um, so there's all these TV shows, like I think the new Stand series has started or is available now. Um, which people are interested. But there's pandemic horror and all this stuff coming out of the woodwork. So John Malkovich and Jonathan Rhys Myers uh, are leading the cast of a new film, The Survivalist. Who's Jonathan Rhys Myers? Do you know who he is? I know him best from Velvet Goldmine. Oh, okay. Um, but he, I think he was in The, the Tudors or something. Two, I... The Tudors. He's, he's a pretty guy. He's a pretty boy. John Malkovich is a weird actor, eh? He doesn't make sense to me. And ever since he did Bean John Malkovich, I've never understood him at all. I love him. Was he in Con Air? I think he was. Is a sadistic killer guy? Quite possibly. He does good really well. He does bad very well. He's he's just this... He's got a wide scope. He does have a way. <laughs> I like listening. He's one of these people that I like to listen to them speak. Yeah. Kind of like James Spader. He reminds me of like... An Arrested Development character or something all the time whenever he's on screen. I'm like, I don't really understand him. Like, I am that's... I supposed to understand you? <laughs> but yeah, what? So pandemic horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it takes place a year and a half after the fall of civilization from a virus outbreak. A former FBI agent, uh, played by Jonathan Rhys Myers, um, is forced to protect a young woman who is obviously immune to the disease from a dangerous gang hunting. Um, like hunting her, led by a parent. <coughs> Lost to us. <coughs> Fucking literally any film now. Um, so he's plays the psychopath who believes he's going to use her to save the world. Um, I think Liz was watching a film the other day called Doomsday, which had the exact same plot line, except it was one of those like C grade. Oh, I, I tried to watch Doomsday. Oh, really? I turned it off. Yeah, it was what like it? it was trying to be. Uh, has like the O that crosses in it. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was brandy. trying to be the underworld kind of movie, like, you know, sexy brunette with cape jacket. I don't know. This was just was missing Mila Jovovich. Yeah. That's it. It was just hot garbage. It was a Kesha, so, was it? It was a Kesha. Yes, it was. Um, so, yeah, that's all we've got information-wise. Um, there's, I think there's an original script. Um, that's about it. Because we've been through our pandemic genre, as I said before, where we like, we nailed it down into, like, you know, we were talking about, like, the the, the feelings of the new fear, like the new, mm. the new, the new fear of, like, uh, isolation, being by yourself, fearing your fellow man, fearing your friends, your friends potentially could kill you. They need to encapsulate that feeling into these new things. So, and I reckon a lot of them are going to hit and miss it, you know what oh, I mean? They're going to be yeah. like... Treat it as like a zombie pandemic, which yes. no one cares about anymore. Yeah. Everyone's like, we're not scared of zombies. Like, we're scared of invisible viruses and our I'm friends. I'm scared of my neighbor. I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm scared of pizza shops <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and that lady that just ran out of the, the what is it, the, 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 the hotel this week. He just, like, got what out. What hotel and, was that? Um, I'm not sure, but, yeah, she put it up online. She, I'm, I'm going to leave. She left and, like. What day was that? Was that on Boxing Day? don't know. It was great. Because I was coming out of the car park on Boxing Day. It wasn't Day. in Adelaide. 
Oh, it wasn't in Adelaide? No, no. Oh, that's it was okay. Brisbane or something. Because they had in one South of the Wales. hotels, like, quarantined off, like, barricaded by cops, and there was, like, 10 police officers outside, and then people in hazmat suits Oh, maybe it out. was. I'm like... Oh, no, there's been some Adelaide breakouts yeah. as well. Breakouts. Anyhow, that's the fear we live in now. So, to encapsulate into a film, you'd really... You would really get people's attention, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just to somehow package that into fear. Uh, it's it's a real hard, it's a sit down that you'd have to, you know, round table at, at a whole bunch of good writers to how to actually do that because it is a new genre. Mm-hmm. It's out there. I won't watch them. Yeah. I never watched pandemic stuff as it was. Like, I never played the board game <laughs> at all. No, no. There's, there's certain things that I just don't enjoy watching and I think, Civilization crumbling films are one of those films. That genre for me just doesn't. I don't mind post-apocalyptic. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I like Turbo a post- Kids. Oh, Turbo <laughs> Kids fucking awesome. Post-apocalyptic is fine. Just I don't want to watch the breakdown. I often think. Have you seen The Road or no. heard of The Road? Is that the one with that guy and he does the thing? <laughs> it's just because um, it's like a oh, what's the guy's name? It's a novel McCartney or something like that. Um. Which is like, it's just uh, post-apocalyptic. I'm trying to think right, in the movie, and it's just a, a, a man. Oh, it's with Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, yeah, and his son, and the world has fucking ended, and they're yeah. like the only ones, and they're just travelling along this road with a with a trolley, mm. and that's the film. And there's a scene in it where, like, you know, the kid has never lived not like this. So he doesn't know anything. Yeah. And, like, it's hard, you know, they've got a gun with one bullet. That's all they've got. Like, there's no food. There's no, and it's about them surviving. And it's cold and they're just trying to keep warm. And it's so full on. Mm. Um, And, like, the book is really good because it's written in, um, uh, like, you know, just little snippets of his thoughts and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. I think it's the same guy that wrote The Death Specialist, which was one of my favorite books of all times, Mm. which is quite similar. And, um... And yeah, yeah, and there's a scene in it where they find under because it's like the ultimate scavenging film. They find like a coke machine, and there's one can they like fully get out, and the kid doesn't even know what he has never tasted it. Like, mm. and it's just the dad like knowing what it is and like just opening it up and just like giving it to his kid as like you know this is something. And then his kid starts running around because he's now full of sugar. I think he like vomits. I think they find like. Yeah, they find like a can of fruit and they eat it and they just vomit straight away because their body's not used to. Yeah. Yeah, and just, it's a real, and it's not a horror film, but it kind of is. Yeah, films like that. I can't do downer films <laughs> in that kind of capacity because it just, it wreaks havoc on my brain. My brain. Anyhow, my brain. Let's move on to our spoiler cast. Yes, every week Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch and then we go through it scene by scene and spoil the fuck out of it for all you guys. It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting and director madness. (laughs) Welcome to the spoiler cast. And this week we are watching, what are we watching? We are watching Critters 2. We watched Critters 2. It's true, we did. Um, Oh boy, did we. Yeah, from 1988. We have a rating system, which Jen will now go through. Oh, my God, yes. So, for those of you playing at home, we've got A, awesome, everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie. F is for fun and dumb. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. G is good for its time but has not held up. We've got the J, Jen special, the D, Dan special. We've got a W, which is whatever, so off my radar. We've got the Kesha, which is the low-budget hot mess, and we've got 
the McConaughey. <laughs> Which is the fucking fucked. The shittest of the shit. The shit. Yeah. So, which is not what today's film was. Not even week. a little bit. No, Critters yeah. 2. So, I chose Critters 2 because I watched Critters 1 recently. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one the movie I chose last week. Uh, so, yeah. What are its stats? All right. So, Critters 2, directed by Mick Garris. Um, we know most of, like, Mick Garris has done uh, Sleepwalkers. He's done a couple of episodes of the original The Stand series. Um, Nightmare Cinema. He did Psycho 4. Um, he did a couple of episodes of The Shining TV so he series. Well. Really, nah, a lot of telly movies in there. He does, but he's actually a big name in horror. Oh, he's one of the one of the big big names, which is great. Um, so yeah, directed by him. It's also written by David Twohy. 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 And Mick Garris, uh, starring Terence Mann, Scott Grimes, who we is a bit of a ginger and best known as the voice of Steve in American Dad. And Cynthia Garris. Who has a cat like a, a face like a cat. Does she? Yeah, don't, don't she had a mushed little vibe. She was always squinting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or looking scared. Either way. Uh it had a budget of four million dollars. Which is nothing. Which is nothing. And the box office was a measly three point eight million. I'm gonna say that it cut even because like you would have had sales of DVDs and stuff after that. So yeah. that's a this is a cut even film. Yeah. Like, you know, walk away, we did it, we got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but we lost nothing. It's fine. So walk away. Yeah. So that this is the there is this is the second film, but there are six critters films, which I didn't realise until I researched <laughs> so it. So many. I think last year they did Critters Attack. Yeah, Critters Attack. Which got which was very like not nice. Uh, you know, that was number six. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that number five is the highest rated on IMDb. That is very which interesting. Which is called Critters Bounty Hunters, which I may have to look at because I haven't seen that one. Yep. I remember Critters 3 and, like, maybe Critters 4. I can't really quite remember. Mm. Um, I didn't know. I thought there was, like, there was only four of them. And then I was like, what? Pleasantly what? surprised. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And, and let's get into it. So yes. it starts. The film starts. And it just with the credit sequence. No, yeah, that's very okay. Black screen, In it. blue writing, which pretty much was the opening. It's the same as Aliens, if I remember correctly. It mm-hmm. was black with that it's like, very whimsical music as well. Yeah, it was more upbeat music than Aliens. It was just like yeah. boom, 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 whatever it was. Depressing. Depressing as fuck. Yeah, so we. That's all it is. I was yeah. like, yep, fair enough. That's great. Fair enough. Critters. I think I. I can't remember what the title was. Critters two. Yeah, That's it just comes up. Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing else. So we open um, into an alien world. Bit of a swamp you forest. Know, we've got dry ice ponds. Yeah, you know, hear, ponds. I'm hearing some bubbling <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah. Foresty. Everything looks wet, dark, cave-like. Mm. We just assume it's a, a you know an alien planet because there's dry ice. On the <laughs> <ground>. <laughs> Which I'm like, fair enough. Yeah. We see a guy with a uh, with a big gun and a gas mask. He's like mm-hmm. cruising, looking through. It's you know, he's like he's got a, like kind of a gas mask and some like black clothes. You don't know who he is. He's like you know. Yep. He's got a big gun. There's there, there some big erection guns in yes, this movie. Yes, very phallic. Yes. Um, and now he gets spooked. Yep. He hears some growling off in the distance, <laughs> and he's just like, "Fuck, I'm out of here." And he runs. He, he runs goes. through the forest, and uh, then he falls. Because he, he, yeah, he's running. He's lost his nerve. He runs. Well, he's and wearing a mask. We hear the, 
Yep. Noise and this big old slug vagina attacked him. <laughs> That's the only thing I could put it down to. It's like a big long slug face huggery. Yep. Like it, which was just a rubber monster that was thrown onto him. But that's fine. I was down with it. Falls onto him. Then what happens? All right. So as it falls on him, we think he's doomed. Bam! Spider shot. Kind of blown up. This vagina thing. It's been blown away, and <laughs> <laughs> the vagina got blown away <laughs> by a, a secondary. So there's and we, a secondary And person. the best part of this shot, cutting to this guy, so there's another man in a gas mask mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he just fired his gun and the guns like protrude out like erections and then like, yep. woo, come back in, like reload. <laughs> well, he is spent. He's like, so he's blown off. Um, both guys go back to the ship. They mm-hmm. drag their the vagina monster with them. Yep. I loved second secondary hunter's hair as well. He pulls off his mask on the planet and we just see this glorious 80s moppy mullety kind of hairstyle. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, so beautiful. We yeah, obviously we're there's a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> where we go into the spaceship, yeah. Yes. The bounty hunter sits down, pulls off his mask and we see what you just described. Who is yeah. the bounty hunter from the first one? Hmm. He and the bounty hunters in this world, it, it really relies on you, like knowing, seeing the first film. Yes, this film a lot. Um, he was in the first one as his name is Ugg. Ugg. Uh, they are tra- they are transforming bounty hunters. They start off with like no face, and then they they go to a planet and they take a form of of something that helps them on their bounty hunt. And yeah. in Critters. That was a poster on the wall of like a, a glam rock band. So he yep. became, I think he actually is the actor, the, the guy who is in that band. Oh, even better. So, yeah. And then we, so we see him from the first movie, like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. So it's, and then we're followed. And then the next guy takes off his mask, revealing Charlie from the first film, who from the first film was the town drunk. And he's, um, his only friend was the main kid in the first film, Brad. Yeah. So he was like the town drunk. No one took him seriously, but then he like kind of steps up a bit. And he, at the end, because he, he goes with the bounty hunters because he's got, he's he got doesn't nothing. fit into our world. And, yeah. But he's still a bumbling fool. He is. He was quite endearing. Um, so I liked as he was putting, I don't know if you noticed this, but as he was putting the spidery vagina into their freezer. I loved it. The, the, uh, I just love any movies that has like a whole bunch of monsters that they've previously hunted. Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah. And one of the heads appeared to be very similar to the Mang- Mangalorian, not to be confused with Mandalorian, uh, head from the fifth element. Yeah, the the, the, the ear guys? Yeah. I actually noticed as well in that pile of heads, because it was just a pile of heads. Yes. That they just like to show that they've got their bounties. There was an alien in there that looked exactly like I can't remember what they were. They're in the the, the prequel Star Wars films. Um what's the first prequel called? Um The Force Awakens? No, 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 like the prequel ones with like Ewan McGregor and all that crap. Oh, the Phantom Menace? Phantom Menace. Yeah. In the opening scene. Like the very first scene, they go. There's these two aliens, which are very stereotypes of Asian people. Do you remember they were like really racially charged? Oh, and they're like, I'm not going to do their voices because it's like <laughs> um, they're like in the trade federation. One of them was one of their heads exactly as well, and ah, I'm like, what is like they all just got that from the prop department? Probably. It's the ones that they go like, there are two Jedi's on board, like yeah. you know, like. We are I'd, going to die. I have know. not seen that movie. Yeah, it was a long time. Anyway, one yeah. of them looked like that. Anyway. It probably wasn't that. 
Um, I also love like they do that kind of also my favorite other scenes like that in films is like Flight of the Navigator mm-hmm. when he opens up and all the other creatures he collected from all the worlds. Yep. Favorite scene in that film as a kid. Loved it so much. Yep. And the Great. other one is like I think it may be like the AVP, like mm-hmm. alien, no, in Predator, one of the Predators. There's an a- before there was Alien versus Predator. I think in Predator Two, you see the yes. alien skull on the wall as one yep. of his captures. Like, yeah, that shit. Oh, it's oh. nice. It, it ties everything together as well. And there's also we see as well. There is a third bounty hunter in this ship as well, mm-hmm. a new character who has not yet transformed and has like no the the no face mm. vibe happening. Very Slender Man. <laughs> then we get Slender a hollow man. call from. A giant fucking ball bag. <laughs> <laughs> he did look like a giant testicle, didn't he? So we get, he? yeah, a hollow call from obviously their boss, like, yep. you know, Bounty Hunter Control, and it's this big puppet alien. He's like, if you can imagine, he's got like E.T.'s body <laughs> with a gigantic ball bag, shaven ball bag. For, he looked great. Yeah. I was like, you know. In 1988, that, like. And because yep. he was on hollow call, he looked really good. I like, didn't. You couldn't pick that he was a puppet. He, no. he spoke English, which I, was a bit jarring. <laughs> He's like, "Ah, how are you guys going? What's going on? Yeah, this is some some residual crate life on Earth. You just got to go back. Got to go back to Earth. So the crates are the the, uh, the the technical name for critters, which only as I was writing this, I realized is critters just like <laughs> just one. Yeah, yeah. There's a critter. I was like, how do you spell crates? I thought mine had a K in it or something. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, I can but see. yeah, right. And then I was like, "Oh my god, it's just critters shortened, you idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> we all and that's why they called them critters because they're crites. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Dan, you're an idiot. <laughs> and now they tell him, "Yep, more critters on Earth. You have to go back. Got to go back. We fucked up. You didn't get them all. We don't know how long this has been. I think it's been around about two years. They've been bounty hunting. I'd now. say. So the ship actually does a U-bolt in space. <laughs> it actually does. <laughs> Heads out. And heads back to Gone Earth. Back. Oh, man. Cut to Earth. Bus driving. Straight back into Grover's Bend. Grover's Bend. Welcome to Grover's Bend. But fuck nowhere. Yeah, which is a real town. Yeah, it is a real town, yes. So it's a young... Uh, we have a young Brad. Um, he's he's talking um, about the... Talking to the bus driver about the space porcupines. Yeah, he's basically he's heading back into into town. You've yep. obviously assumed he's been away. Mm-hmm. He left after the whole critter incident or the crates. Yep. And now he's heading back to town for what? I don't know why he's heading back to town for Easter. On his own, without the rest of his family. He doesn't have his family. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He did have a yeah, like a dad and a mother and a sister in the first film, but obviously they left. Yeah, so they moved to Kansas. And he's heading back to visit his nana, who still yeah. lives at the town. Yeah. He's supporting a denim jacket, oh. denim jeans, yeah. and an orange mullet. Canadian tuxedo. Oh, man. He he looks as 80s as you can get. Like, <laughs> it was late 80s as well. He is basically me in year seven. That is exactly yes. what I used to look like. Yes. So my, I have, except, do you remember those bags that used to get those, like, like uh, what were they called? Like, they're not Hessian bags. They were, like, you write on them. They were those, like... Oh, yeah, the canvas bags. Canvas yeah. bags, and you write, like, Metallica yeah. Guns N' Roses and Kill Em All. You put your little Blair Witch logo on there. Yeah, shit like that. <laughs> Jay Kennedy's logos and like, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, he was just missing that, and he would have been me and had brown hair. Like, exactly <laughs> me. Like That's so cool. <laughs> except I would have had, like, ACDC patches and shit on my denim jacket and shit Heck like yeah. that. Heck, yeah. 
Yep. So then the bus driver, yeah, they're talking and the bus driver basically relays the whole first movie for us. Yes. <laughs> Saying, like, yeah, I heard there were some good aliens. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, so we get the first movie relayed. Better not be, you better not be heading on down to that brown farm. Yeah, so, yeah, he yeah, mentions that the browns and who is Bradley Brown, which is his name. Bradley yeah. Brown, what He's a name. like inconspicuously hiding the name tag on his bag as well. And then, yep. new scene. Definitely. We cut to the town. I've just called him the town badass. Well, I called him metalhead. Metal- he's not really metal, though, because the only thing he's wearing which is, is a leather jacket. Yes. So we cut to, like, the, if you can imagine, he's like if you, he's like the guy from The Blob. He, for as soon as I saw him, so he plays a character called Lars in the Disney kids film called Heavyweights. So it's basically all the chubbier kids from Mighty Ducks go to fat camp for summer. Ben still is in it. And he plays this German lifeguard kind of guy who's just like a complete... What, the actor? Yeah, the actor. Oh. <laughs> and so that's all I could see. And I'm like, they've just put a leather jacket on him. Yeah, so he's young. He's a teenager. He's blonde. He's quite, he's quite tallish. He's wearing a leather jacket. He's obviously like Grover's Ben's delinquent. Yes, and he's got ass. his little uh, driving driving gloves, his fingerless yeah, yeah. He's got leather a Jeep. gloves. They have a Jeep or some shit? Yeah, he's got a Jeep. He's playing some heavy metal. Yeah. Anyhow, he goes and visits an antique dealer. <laughs> no. No, he takes... Um, he takes an antique. He goes up to the old abandoned brown farm with a cigar trumping redneck. Yeah, which 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 I've named the antique dealer. Mm. So and he goes, I got something for you for your shop that you. I don't understand how this transaction works. No, because like, um, and so fan in the barn and like, and he reveals some eggs. Which, if you'd seen the first movie, are the eggs that are left over from the first film. It shows yeah. at the end after the you know the eggs like going <laughs> like they laugh for some reason. <laughs> they mention how cold it is in here in yes. the barn. Um, so that's kept them obviously incubating in, hi- in hibernation. Yes, because they haven't hatched in all this time. Yeah, because never- I'm like, mm, okay. You know, because you know, Grover's Bend only has one weather condition: <laughs> hot. <laughs> no, cold. It was. It's cold in the barn. It's cold is what kept them. Because later on, they get hatched by heat. Remember? That's right. Yeah. So we've obviously have a barn which has one temperature of cold. You know, <laughs> convenient. Um, and he shows this antique dealer. Um, the eggs, and I thought straight away, why would an antique dealer be interested in eggs of an animal? It's true. I also like, I like that you are using that term. It is such a loose term because he's more of a junk collector, I feel. Like, it wasn't a nice antique store. It was like a mishmash of a fucking junkyard. Yeah, it was like a shed. Yeah, God. But he did, his his place did say antiques. Yeah. But yeah, he's basically a junk collector. Yeah. He's a a drunk, a chunk, a A drunk, a the drunk <laughs> junk trader. That's what I'm Ooh, trying to say. Say that ten times fast. I shan't. You shan't. Um, and he's like, yeah. So anyhow, he's selling. He and then they like, you know, they kind of just they do a bit of a, you know, I sell it for you know, carton of beer, case of beer, monster brows, <laughs> whatever he called him. Like. Um, so he swaps the eggs for. And I'm not, not quite sure how this trade worked, considering like. Like, the badass didn't own the eggs. <laughs> no, he just found them. Why didn't the dude just go, I'm taking these? Well, it was maritime law. He's, he's He found them. He claims it. So it's like a uh, finder's fee. Yeah, finder's keepers, you know. Anyhow, cut to Gro- Grover's Bend. Yeah. The town square, pan out, shot. Very idyllic, quiet American town. The sheriff's out front, feet out, swatting away flies. Families are just, 
you know, walking around. It basically has a town square and that's the town. That is the town. Like there's a, you know, there's a park in the middle, which is the town square, and then there's, ha- there's shops around it and that's it. That's it. That's all it is. And that's a real town. Yeah. It, which is crazy. It has like, they're, they're putting up a banner like, you know, annual Easter egg hunt. Yes. Soon. Whenever yes. it was coming well, up. Well, hey, look, this ties in because we're a couple of days after Christmas, which means all the Easter eggs are out now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm like, hang on, hang on. Easter egg hunt? Yeah. Critter eggs? <gasps> what could happen? This sounds crazy. And at no point I love that anyone ever breaks open these eggs to see what's inside of them. Yes. It's like, we'll just give eggs to children of an unknown origin animal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that's a lot of the time, you know, you'd you'd hollow out the eggs as kids and then you'd paint them so there wouldn't actually be anything in them. No, it'd just be like the shell of an egg. Mm. Um, and then, you know, that's it. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, we're introduced to our next main character. We're introduced now to, cut Megan. to Megan. Megan's uh, young. She's got brown hair. She's around about the same age as our, uh, our protagonist, Brad. Convenient. I think she's a year old. Older or younger? I, what, she looked so much older than him. But as the film went on, they she started to get the same age, it looked like. Yeah. Like, like, but by the end, I'm like, oh, they do look the same. But at the start, it was like, I thought she was like five years older than him. Yeah. Because he looked like a tiny little man. But like in the end, they were the same type. I didn't know what was going on. Movie magic. <laughs> <laughs> and her dad runs the local rag. He or does. the local gazette. Yes. And we get been. some scenes of them, you know, talking about. Yep. Like, you know, her dad's in working. She comes into work. She's just like, you know, and there's another lady there working. They're talking about what the next Played story Played by Lynn Shane. Who's that? Lynn Shane. She's from um, the teacher from, um, she's in A Nightmare on Elm Street. She's uh, in Insidious. She's she's very famous. And oh. She, she's in these films because she's the sister of, um, is it Robert Shay? Who owns the production company that oh, okay. made the film? It's like so Milo Jovovich being in everything because she's married to the director. Pretty much, yeah. But <laughs> Lynn Shea is fantastic, and we we love her. Yeah. So she, oh, she was funny, and she plays like you know that that rural Karen. Yeah. <laughs> basically, you know what I mean. She's in yep. everyone's business. You yep. know. You know, I'm going out and look at this. Like, you know, she she plays the rural Karen. Yeah, she does a good job, and I I love her. She's fantastic in everything she does. Uh, then they see, so they're in talking about newspaper things, and then like rural yep. Karen sees Brad, Brad yep. getting off the bus. Brad, Brad Brown, back in town. Brad Brown, I've called him Brad here accidentally. <laughs> Brad Brown, uh, and they're like, look, Brad's back in town. Like, we need to scrap this. This is big news. Put it in, and the like. The dad's like, no. Nah. He goes like that. He goes that town nearly uh, that critter story never nearly tore this town apart. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with it. Like, so we assume that you know it went global. This talk of critters, no one believed them. They got panned. So that's what's happened, and that's why the family moved away. Yep. No one and and Brad Brown is the the, the black sheep he's of the town. The devil, but he's the red sheep because he, he's a ranger. He's a, the rank the rank sheep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Brad. Uh, now we're following Brad. Yep. He uh, rocks up rocks up, and he goes to his Nana's house. Yep. And Nana owns a daycare centre. Apparently. Yeah. I, I, 
Well, he goes into his nana's house and there's just a whole bunch of kids in there. And yeah. like I've written in my notes, there what there's a bunch of kids at our house for some reason because they never mention it's daycare. Well, there's a big sign out the front saying daycare centre. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> well, Dan, yeah. Because <laughs> they're talking about, she's like, oh, it's snack time. And they're like, can't we have like a Clark bar or something? She's like, no, that stuff is poison. Yeah, she's all anti-sugar. some fruit. Nature's sugar. Yeah, I know. But she's all about carob. (laughs) (laughs) So she's a nana. She like she, you know, she runs a lot of the town. The seventeen people who have are in this town or whatever. There's more than that actually. There's about thirty, thirty or forty people that live in this town, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and that's that scene. We sh- we see some kids eating glue. Yeah, I didn't have that in my notes. I'm like, this kid's fucking just chowing down on paste. Um, and so it's just to show that, you know, Brad is there to visit the Nana. That's why he's returned to to, yep. to Golden Blend, whatever the place is called. <laughs> Golden Blend. <laughs> Grover's built Bend. Yeah. Um, what happens next? All right. So we now cut to Metalhead and Cigar Trumper unloading the eggs back at the antique store junk shop. Um and the metalhead's like completely freaked out by the dog. There's a beautiful l- large dog barking, and he's like, "Oh God, no! I'm scared of this dog." They unload the eggs, and that's it. We- yeah, it's basically a scene just to get the eggs from the barn, yeah. to the junk shop. And I've written in my notes that the the junk dealer looks a bit like a fat Mark Maron. <laughs> he did a little bit, yeah. He did like he had the mustache oh. and like. The hair and everything. He just looked like a not-as-cool Mark Maron. Yeah. So that if you need to imagine what he looks like, he's <laughs> like a slightly overweight cigar chomp with Mark Maron. Like, with his moustache. So we get this very small clip and then it cuts straight to Lynn Shay arriving at a trailer. Rural, rural Karen. Rural so Karen. So she, she's, you know, she's pursuing the Brad story yeah. without, you know, she's gone rogue. Oh, I love it. She's April O'Neil. Yeah. Um, so she arrives at a trailer and she's... Uh, Talking to Harv. Harv from the first film. So he's the ex-sheriff now. Yep. He, he was the sheriff in the first film that he, helped them with their critter problem. Yep. And he's based, she's like, look, Brad Bound's back in town. Fucking can't say that properly. Brad Bound. Brad Brown. And Brad. Uh, he's like, we need to, f- you, you got to come back. We, we need your help. He's like, uh, no. Nah. He goes like, I haven't been, like, two years ago, I haven't been sheriff for two years. Yeah. So you obviously, you, you piece together, like, okay, so. But yeah, he because he was massively part of the critter problem. He he tried to tell the truth. No one believed him. He got axed as sheriff. He goes, the town voted me out. That's not my fucking problem. Yep. You know, so, he lives in a caravan. He's hit rock bottom. He's a drinker. He's watching his stories. I think he's watching the wheel He's watching his telly, telly stories, his <laughs> movie cartoons and stuff. And yeah, he doesn't want to borrow. He doesn't give a no. shit. He just, like, slams the door and he's like, piss off rural Karen. Then we cut back to Metalhead and Cigar Trumper. Um, he's like, okay, well, I've unloaded the eggs. Now where's my beer? And he's like, well, that's all I've got. And he's like, that's not the beer we've we've agreed on. He's like, so in a monster brow, the monster brow. So instead, and it's like, have you did you, did you take? I've written in it uh, in this a big note to myself. The beer was a white can yeah. that just said beer down the side. I didn't even notice because <laughs> I used it a couple of times in the film. Like I'm like, wow. So good. Couldn't get it. Like, it actually just has black beer written down sideways and white and nothing else. Oh. It's just like, it's like the ultimate, you know, bilo, no frills, Franklin's. <laughs> black no, and gold. Black and gold, <laughs> but it's white and black. <laughs> it's like don't one even, step. Don't black. even have a color. No. But nah. So he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to take two cases of cases of this and some porn because you fucked me over. Yes, it pay- no, not even porn. It's a Playboy. He takes some Playboys. It's a Playboy. Mm-hmm. 
takes a couple of Playboys, payments. Fat Mark, fat Mark Maron doesn't give a shit. He's like, take <laughs> this beer. It's shit beer. It's yeah, like, is it even beer? This beer is like making love in a canoe. It's I, fucking close to water. Oh. <laughs> I, I remember, what was it? There was something that was... um. Where the f- the beer in the movie or cartoon, I can't remember what it was from, but it was just called Yeast and Stuff. <laughs> it reminded me of that. <laughs> I love, like, I gotta say, I'm not a I'm not a beer drinker. I'm not a craft beer person. I don't give two shits. But I do love the marketing that a lot of these places come up with nowadays for their beers. Yeah, because it's it's. It, I mean, I mean, they're they're selling like misery misery to people. It's alcohol. Like yeah. you have to make it fun in some way. Anyhow, brings that's me all, joy. That's all done. We cut yeah. now to space. To the spaceship or not? Wait, wait. There's a there's a small scene. Oh. We cut to Metalhead driving off. He's got the beers in the back of the Jeep and the Playboys and a Playboy goes flying out the back. Yeah. Lands in the middle of nowhere. Critical plot point. I this forgot. is important. It is important. The Playboy is now on the dirt road. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. It is a, it's, it's like Saw, man. You have to put it all together. It's true. It's important. Now we cut to the spaceship. The spaceship... Has landed on Earth. Mm-hmm. It's come down. It's in the middle of the day. They didn't. They didn't cloak it or anything. So Charlie's talking to Ugg, and he's like, "Why is No Face still No Face?" And he's explaining that the reason is is he hasn't found something to transform into yet. So you've got to find something that's going to fit the body. If it doesn't fit the body, you can't. Well, it's not going to fit the body. Yeah, it's just like it has to fit you. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, it has to feel right. So and and, and it's not uh, uh, it's not No Face. The name is Lee. Yes. I said, why isn't Lee transformed? I don't know if it's L-I or L-E-E. It's or L-E. L-E. Lee. Lee. So, Ugg, Lee. Lee. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> is that what it is? It's ugly, yeah. I didn't get that until I just said it. Because <laughs> I actually couldn't remember Ugg's name until halfway through the film. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I just, yeah, I just called him other, I just called him Bounty Hunter because that's yeah. what I remember. Ugly. Oh my God, there's so many layers. It's like, it's, it's like an onion. Keep peeling them off. Like <laughs> Shrek reference. <laughs> so that's all we get out of that reference. It's like them talking about that and then we cut to the Hungry Heifer. The Hungry Heifer. Which had a fantastic jingle that. Was the actual, like, the song at the end of the film with yes. the credits as well, which is sung by a country singer. Yeah. I, I looked it up. I kind of wanted it to be Reba McIntyre, but it wasn't, so I'm really sad about that. Oof. Um, so, Metalhead, who we discover, is his name is Wesley. Wes. Uh, he's come in. He's, he's got beer in hand. He's a little bit tipsy because I'm guessing he's still young and has one beer and he's fucking gone. It's true. And the hamburger store has, like, this fucking weird white... Pee Wee Herman-esque, Steve Urkel-y, yep. Poindexter working he there. Was going, Hello! The, he was the Poindexter from Greece. Oh, was he? He was. Yeah, right. Yeah. So nice. that was, he's really stepping up in the world. He's t- just taking on Poindexter after Poindexter role in movies. <laughs> he's working there. Yeah. We have uh, Megan's there as well. Yep. So Megan's getting a burger and, you know, Wesley, Metalhead, he's just like... What other choice you got? There's no one else hits in town. You you just got to pick me, baby. He hard hits on her as well. She's off it though. Yeah, no. Nah, she's she like, wants. She's like, I'm sorry, I don't get into metalheads. I mean, tarangas. But then, yeah. But then Wesley doesn't take no for an answer. No, this is the '88. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that you one year. No means no. But he said he does not take no, and he kind of grabs her. Yeah, I'm not. What his plan was. 
No, yeah, he had no plan. In steps Brad. In steps Brad. Good old Brad. Knight in shining armor. He's like one foot shorter than He's Buddy. He's a knight in denim armor. In, than Wesley. Knight in denim armor. <laughs> I yep. mean, you can't even punch red hair because, you know, it's just like water off a duck's back. You just slide straight off. That's you right. So he it. steps in and he's like, oh, come on, mate. No, no, no. And then immediately gets thrown out of the hungry heifer. Yeah. At like, this point, Megan already pissed off, and she, so she, Brad's outside. He's been thrown out. She's like, pulls up in her jeep, and she's like, "Get in." Yeah, and then uh, Wesley comes out. He's got his beer in hand. His white beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I noticed, like, like yeah. it, it, when he, cause he he takes a sip, like in the you know in the in the hungry heifer, and it's a close up, and that's where you just see the can with beer. And I'm like, oh, so he is drinking beer. I'm so glad that I. Oh no, I'm sad that I missed out on that. But yeah, so yeah, Brad gets thrown out the shop, as in. By Wesley, but then Megan rocks up yep. in the old truck pickup. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, where did it's, she go? How yeah, did, it, she just kind of like. Was there a back door? She just ducked out. I didn't see a she back door. She noped out of there. Yeah, so she's obviously she's come around. You know, I met you out the front. She didn't know that. Yeah, no. picks up Brad. <laughs> yep. Then they have a lovely little little catch up. Like the weird thing is, she picks him up. He doesn't know. He doesn't even know who she is. No. Like he gets in the car. No, he and just, then they have a catch up, and he's like, yeah. "There's like some weird, terrible flirting, but they're trying to figure out who each other is, and like, oh, I remember you now. You were that girl with the ponytail and the pimples. Yeah, yeah, the braces. And You're now, so look, pretty now. Yeah, what? You grew up? Where? You got tits? <laughs> Puberty has done wonders. Puberty. <laughs> Puberty. Um. <laughs> Cut to. And so now that they've had their flirting moment, which now is they've met each other, fucking yeah. Every We've, scene in this film though is in for a reason. Have you noticed? Like there is. isn't any wasted scenes. Like everything drives it, yeah, it along. Which like you don't get in a lot of old, old horror films. Like it's you have a true. lot of scenes where they just fill in in space. Blood Diner makes me think of that. <laughs> it's like a hundred scenes that don't need to Blood be in Diner, it. Diner, yes. Um, um, but yeah, every scene is crucial to the story. Yeah, which I was appreciating. So then we cut back I to keep writing stuff down. Yeah, oh, my notes are huge for this film as well. And I'm like, we cut now to Cigar Man. Um, he's calling for his doggo, but there's no doggo. And yeah. so he's, like, got the can of dog food, which probably looks exactly like the can of beer. Um, and he's, like, <laughs> yeah. dinging it. And he, he's, like, nah. no, he put, First he puts the dog food into the dog's bowl, which is a hubcap. Yes. And then he licks the spoon of the dog food, like, you know, I'll eat that as well. And yeah, like, that's fine. Yeah. It, it looked like pudding, not dog food. Pudding. Pudding. Um, um, so he's just like, oh, the dog will come when he's hungry. It's fine. And then, yeah. But then we, we get a shot, though, of the eggs, the the, the Kreitz eggs yep. next to a heater. Bom, bom, bom. Yeah, why the fuck is there a random space heater in this guy's, and right next to the eggs? Yeah, well, he did mention that it's cold. What year? It would be cold in in America in Easter because it's after Christmas and they have it's winter. spring. Yeah, but that, it's, yeah, it's it would still it's, be chilly, but I'm guessing where they are is yeah, uh, it's probably hot year round. Yeah, he's got a yeah, little like uh, element heater on next to these eggs. And I think, do we see one of them move or something yeah. happens? Yeah, something little. moves. That's, that's a nice it. little bit. Cut. End scene. Cut Dorans. to Nana. Granny comes in with a small child. We've come for Easter eggs. Yep. So he's like, well, I've Nana in, in the antique shop. She yep. has come. To, she has like some little budget child with her. <laughs> yep. They come in for Easter eggs and she's like, oh, w- what are these? He's like, oh, they're from Europe. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so side, she's shifty-eyed. Like, yeah, she's looking at the Kreitz eggs. Yeah. 
No, I can only I I got the vibe that like the guy rang her and said, "I've got some eggs if you need them for your." Yeah, there was like some wheeling and dealing going on there at some point. So he's yeah, yeah. like, "Oh, they're fancy eggs. They're from from um from Europe." He clearly likes her. Oh, I didn't get that at all. Really? No. Huh? No. So she's like, he's like, "Oh, they're ten bucks each," and she's like, "Oh, but it's for the church. It's for the children." Yeah, but I I I know he goes like. I, that's not what the church should pay, and mm. she was using the fear of God against him, is what I got. Like, it's a, oh. it's a rural town, and they're all very religious. Yes. So he was like, "Oh, because he's a bit of a dummy." So yep. she used God, and he got back down oh, from the deal. That's see, what I, I got she out was of doing it. some old lady flirting. That's what I got from that. And yeah, anyhow, she so cuts the deal. Them. She gets half the eggs. Yeah, for twenty five dollars. Fucking sweet. Yeah, so she takes half the... There's a, there's a bunch of them. There's probably about 40... She gets about 40 eggs. Yeah, still a lot of eggs. Yeah, but there's still out... There's about 15 eggs still left. I, I don't know how it worked out yet. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she leaves. Yep. And then we cut back. We're still at Antique Dealer's house now, and we and he sees one of the eggs. Yes. He looks at it and goes, what's that? It's hatched. Yep. It's got some gloop in it. What? What's hatched out of that? Some goo. And suddenly, where's his dog? Uh-oh. Not the dog. Where's dog? Oh, I can't dog. remember the dog's name. He hears, so he hears this scuttling. He's cracking a beer at the same time because why wouldn't he? Beer. Um, that beer would be quite warm because he's had this space heater on conveniently. Um, and he, he comes across the dog's bowl. It's been devoured. So he, not just has it, the food gone, but bites have been taken out. It looks it. like there's blood on it. Oh, shit. And he's like, well, what's going on here? And then he sees the dog having yeah. lying down on the ground. Blood. He, he what? He's there's that blood near my dog, and he walks blood. up to it, and suddenly, from behind the dog, pop up about fifteen tiny little critters. And these things are only about as big as like they fit in your palm. Yes, they're very cute. They're We've never seen them at this stage, and that small. Yeah. Because in the first film, they just appeared, and that because they came down from a ship, so they yes. were like fully grown. Well, not even fully grown, as we learn in this film. They mm. were like. So the critters are, imagine, gremlin size usually. So we're looking at what's that about a foot high? Yeah, about that. Not even that. And, uh, but these little tiny ones, yeah, they all they're little babies and they're so cute. Yeah, and they got a big mouth and they're, um, and they're, they're, you know, they pop up and he's like, what the fuck is that? And, uh, you know, yep. he, what does he do? He jumps up into a chair. So, yeah, so he, so they start like, because they're like, it's like throwing a little ball at you as well. And he's just like, oh, fuck, yeah. there's lots of them. So he jumps up on a stool and then they start biting the legs of the stool. Yeah, but we got to remember as well, uh, for those who don't know what critters do, so critters are, they're little if somebody hasn't seen critters, we'll just explain. They're basically little furry things. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like uh, they're roundish. They've got a massive mouth with lots of teeth. Mm-hmm. They've got little red eyes. They've got quite little little arms and legs. And they don't they they their they transport roll. is they roll up into a ball and roll along. Yep. They also have in their back spines that they can shoot at you, which paralyzes you, kind of mm. like kind of weakens you. It doesn't knock you completely out, but it makes you easier for them to roll up to you and then to eat yeah. you. And they just eat you. Yes. And they're like, for some reason, they can bite through anything. That you know, they're, they're very vicious and they're funny. So, But the, what makes this film funny is because when they roll into balls, a lot of the, the things are just people throwing these balls yeah. at people, <laughs> which I loved. I know. It was one of my favourite, but like, I really enjoyed the critters rolling around and just like there was some like, that looked really good though, and yeah. I think they actually had remote control ball like you know things that actually roll because they change directions and yeah. stuff. Or it's yeah, uh, but but some of the times it was just like I think for a lot of the ball, rather critter rolling scenes is they shot them going down a hill, 
but they shot it on a camera and then made it look like it was flat. Yeah. Like they had the camera on the angle, so it looks like they're going along, but they're actually just rolling down a hill. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that, anyhow. But, yeah, so the, they start hoarding around him and then, you know, the leg, leg gives way and bam. No, no, the first one grabs his, his, his shoe and bites oh, his toes right. off. So you oh, straight away, like, wow, they can really bite. Yeah, they are basically a, just a mouth. That is a little Wither. baby taking a little baby toe. Yeah, I think it took like the first three of his toes off. Right? Yeah. So that's the first bit of gore, uh, cool gore. Um, and that's it, really. We just see him kind of like yell and fall. He falls. And, and they, then they hoard. They just kind of, they kind yeah. of, yeah, just hoard all over him. Like, and as then we, we learn, they eat as a family. Yes. Hard cut. Mm-hmm. Hard cut now. Yep. To uh, we cut to Megan's house. Yes, so she's decorating. So I think we forgot to mention that there is a little scene before um, Cigarman bites it. Um, it's Granny giving the little girl, little budget girl, uh, some. Oh, which one is of Me- the eggs. which is Megan's sister? Yes, conveniently enough, she gives her one of the eggs. Is like, oh, thank you very much for doing this. And here's some carob because carob is better than chocolate. But she still doesn't know what these eggs are. No. So she's now given one to the little girl, and the little girl is now sitting at the um, kitchen table with Megan, and they're decorating the eggs. And yeah. little girl starts to, you know, fall asleep, and dad does the, oh, you're a bit tired there. No, I'm not, but you are. It's time for bed. And so he goes and puts her to bed. She immediately puts the carob and the egg under her bed next so to her bed. Yeah, it was weird because she's like, I'm hot. Yeah. Like, is it hot? Is it cold? What temperature is this down? <laughs> so she, like, uh, to make the scene easier, doesn't have any covers on it. Yes. So she puts, yeah. So she it's puts too a, hot for covers. Yeah, she's like, because you know when you go to bed, you go to bed with a chocolate rabbit and an egg. She puts them on the ground next to her bed, next to the floor heater. Yes. Yeah, no, I would just, <laughs> That's like. an excuse to get it near a heater. Why would you take it to bed? You could have just done it that they started hatching. Because you could have just said, oh, they only, uh, in your mind, they only hatch when there's movement around them because some things do that. Yes. Like, you know, once they get moved around and there's, like, physical, like, things. It, and that would have been fine. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't need the heat thing. I thought that was, like, you know, I thought it, so many things, um, like, hibernate and then react when there's something around them kind of yeah. thing. So. But they because went I mean, they could have they they would have hatched outside because obviously we're under the impression that it is quite hot. Now and they're just you know hatching. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, so that so she puts the critter egg on the ground. She goes to sleep. Yes. Then we cut to Brad. Yes, he's, he's at Nana's. Yep, and he looks through a box of basically props from the first film. <laughs> He's, you know, he's got, got pictures, newspaper clippings. He's got his little. Um... So he's got a, at the end of the first film, he was given a remote control by the bounty hunters and said, "If you're ever in trouble, press this and we'll come help you." Yeah, which is that thing he finds that which he never took with him because yeah, he's he's he... convinced that it didn't happen now. Yeah, or some shit. I don't know. Um, so yeah, we can see that. Oh, oh Brad's still got the remote. Yeah, cool, 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 yeah. cool, 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 he, cool. He finds a little picture of him and Charlie. Yeah, so he's, we know him and Charlie. He has a moment. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm missing. Which was weird because it was a photo, but it was actually a screenshot from the film, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> oh, here's a screenshot of that film I was in. <laughs> With that one guy who's what? what what's, what's your name again? Yep, that guy. Simple man. Cute. Um, and as he's 
vocalizes that he's, you know, I miss you, Charlie. We see this shooting star off in the the background, in, implying that, yeah, that actually, yeah, implying that then yeah. Charlie and that are coming down to Earth. Yeah, I skipped ahead, didn't I? With that, like, yeah. they haven't landed on Earth yet. Not yet. No. But they are in the atmosphere, definitely. Yes. So then we cut back to the little girl asleep, and she, I mean, she's coughing. This, I found this to be very weird, disturbing, and unnecessary. Are you sick? What is going on? Yeah, have you got a fever? Is that why you're hot? Like, why are you coughing and rolling around like a fool? It's true. I'm not okay with it. Anyway. And now we see the egg hatch. Yep, starts to move, cracks. Bunny's melted by this time. And then we get this POV of what we can just only assume is a critter running around under her bed. Yeah, going... (laughs) Yeah, we get a couple of, you know, those POV. I think it's the attack, the carob bunny? No. No. And now... This is short-lived as Critter's life. The dad comes in to check on his daughter and basically steps, steps straight on, on the little Critter. Squishes like, it. And this is the first we see of the inside of the Critters. They're yep. green. Yep. Um, that was a, a big thing that you took away from the first film. So the Critters inside are green. Mm. So you get when it's blood, human blood, it's red. When it's Critter blood, it's green. And this is what the first Critter film had and this Critter film have is there is a lot of Critter carnage. And yes. it's all in fun and jest. like... You know, there's lots of sp- like it's also the same as the gremlins. They're all green inside as well when they yep. did the blender scene and all stuff like that. Um, we should mention the genre of this film that we have worked out. Yes. So this this goes in hand in hand with gremlins and that and it's a it's a officially mm-hmm. um, IMDb calls it it's a mini monster film. Yes. So those films were because like. It's weird that I had to think about it so hard that I've seen so many of these mini monster films, which I'll get into later. Yeah. I'm going to name all the mini monster films for Good. you guys so you can track them down if you need it. Do Anyhow, we see the first crunching. He steps up. It's all gooey. Like, and he oh, goes, I think I've crushed your egg. Yeah. Because you left it on the fucking floor. In a heat wave, in a heater. Yeah, you bloody idiot. And again, as kids, you do dumb things like that. Yeah, I just like, you've got a bedside table. Why are you putting, why are you putting food on the floor? There's a heater. <laughs> Anyhow, cut to next morning. Yep. Um, is this Easter Day? No, it's the day before Easter. I'm guessing it is Easter Day because we've got all these church biddies organising the Easter celebrations. Mm. So they're finishing, putting finishing touches on the eggs. They're in the, the church garden hiding eggs. They're just generally being church biddies, you know, yeah, you yeah. moving around. And then we get the new sheriff comes in and he's like, what do I, I don't want to have to. So he's not Harv from the first one. He comes no. in like, what do I have to do this? What do I have to dress up? Yeah. He goes like, the old sheriff used to do it he's every like, year. Well, I ain't the old sheriff. Yeah. So we've got this young new sheriff. He doesn't want to have fun. He doesn't, he doesn't want to dress up. He doesn't want to dress up as the Easter bunny. And we well, get that kind of thing. Look, it's hot. You wouldn't want to be wearing a bunny suit while it's hot. I get that. Also stops you from reaching for your gun. Yeah, so we see now, like, you know, everyone's painting up the, the critter eggs. Uh, we see them uh, put out into the sunlight. Yep. So we see them all put out now into the Easter egg hunt amongst all these other Easter eggs, like bunnies and stuff like that. So now all the critter eggs are out in the Direct tent. sunlight. Out in the direct sunlight, <laughs> which we all know heat hatches then. It does. And I think we we start to get a little bit of pulsating from the eggs. Like yeah. A little, a little bit of a... I thoroughly enjoyed that... They all the children rocked up to this church while they're still hiding them, and they're like, "You can't hunt for your eggs now. You gotta go to listen mass. to the sermon." Yeah, they go. Like, that's just bullshit. 
Yeah, but then the whole town rocks up at church. Yep. So the kids rock up, the town rocks up, they're in, and they're having like a sermon, an Easter sermon. Mm-hmm. I assume that's got a name. I haven't been to Easter church. I don't know. <laughs> Easter church. Um, and, so, and then yeah. we get the uh, kind of like uh, overlaid with the the montage of them having the sermon. We usually see the eggs hatching. Yeah, so they're cracking, they're hatching, shit's so, coming out of it. So we can only Meanwhile, assume there's a bunch of little tiny critters out there. Meanwhile, in the church, Megan and Brad have a crossroom flirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, looking, some side eye. That's where you get your best action at Easter church. So I hear. Oh, the amount of. Her dad catches on and he's having none of that. He kind of leans forward, gives him the look. He's like, "Mm, Mm, 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 you ain't getting that mm, mm, near my daughter. You're a blowing. (laughs) You're a drifter. So it's a lovely sermon about resurrection, um, which is convenient for all of the, the crites that are about to. Resurrect from their eggs. Mm, it's true, true. They've been asleep for at least three days. Mm. Um, I find the next scene to be strange. So we, now we have the sheriff. Almost. What? What? So we cut to a scene where there are kids playing. They're obviously in like some Sunday school room. They're playing around. Um, now a kid purposely knocks one of the critter eggs off of the table, this and is- it, it spurts. Obviously, it like cracks. It does a kind of thing. And then he picks it up and kind of just casually throws it out the window the window for some unknown reason and it knocks another egg and it goes rolling down the hill and then of course the egg opens and a baby critter comes out. Yeah. So this is yeah, I, I, I actually left this bit out of my yeah. notes, but yeah, and I thought, well, that wasn't needed that scene. Mm. Um it was just to show the mischiefness of kids like cause I would have done that. He knocks it off on purpose just to see it smash. Yeah. He just wanted to yeah, he just wanted to break something beautiful. I figured he was just going to, like, try and eat it under the table. Yeah, like the Cadbury cream egg kid. Yeah. Don't get caught with critter on your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> great. Yeah, so, anyhow. Yeah. I skipped that bit. Then we cut to the grumpy-ass bunny sheriff. He's getting in he's, his suit. He's in his suit. He's complaining because it rides too high in the crutch. So he's, uh, he's walking through the, the Easter egg hunt area, getting yep. ready because the kids are going to come out and Easter, Easter Bunny's going to be there. Mm. His suit gets, is a zipper get like? Yeah, well, because the suit's too too small for him. So he's got this like one area. Massive he's just, wang. He's, like, yeah, he's obviously sporting some kind of big dick because it's not fitting in that bunny suit. Um, so he's complaining about it. Then he's like complaining about the kids and just starts like bunny hopping around. Meanwhile, a... What, two or three critters? Yeah, about four, four of the little critters, like the, the fist-sized critters go thunk, 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 and go into like, his open suit. Dick smash him and crawl around his suit. Yeah, and we see him like going, ah! Yeah. We've seen how hard they can bite. We're like, oh, shit, what's happening to the sheriff? Uh, then we cut back to the sermon and he's saying some poignant thing and then all of a sudden the sheriff smashes through the front plank glass window of, yep. the, of the church. Everyone stands up <gasps> and he's down, he's dead. Blood. Blood on him. We don't know how he's dead. dead. We don't know. So then we cut to outside. Everyone's crying. You know, Megan finds Brad sitting alone. Um, and then Brad knows what's up. He knows what's up. Hey, he doesn't want to admit it, but he knows what's up. Shit, critter Megan's like, you know what's up. She's like, I know that you know that I know that you know. Straight away. I would have been like, you came to town, the day you come to town, shit starts getting murdered. Yeah. Oh, suspect. She's But she's having none of his, his denial bullshit. She's like, we're going to go off and find Harv. Yeah, Harv, Harv. We need Harv. Yep. Harv back. He he, he sold, sold it. So they go to Harv's house. Yep. 
Like, we need you in town. Sheriff's dead. And he's, you know, he's like, oh, you need a new sheriff? Call the yellow, like, check the yellow Jelly pages. yellow pet. Yeah, he's off it. He's, he's like, like, critters are back. Yeah. I'm fucking off. He yeah, get- and he she's, like, comes out of his train. And he's, he's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm hauling ass. Yeah, he's like, like, everyone should do. We should all leave. Yeah. He gets into his car and just drives off. See you around, cunts. <laughs> <laughs> End yep. of half. End of half. And scene cut. <laughs> um. And we cut to the spaceship landing. Yes. It's in the, as I said, just in the daytime, no yep. cloaking, just no, land. Fine. Just out. Charlie comes out of the, the, the forest area, there's bushes, and he finds the Playboy. Straight to the Playboy. Yeah. Oh, my God. The piece of the he, puzzle pieces. He's having a look through. Chaos theory. It's pretty, you know, it's a Playboy. It's an 80s Playboy. It's what you expect. Um, Ugg and No Face, a.k.a. Lee, come following behind him, and he's like, oh, this is this here. This is American culture. This is uh, it's really good for the article. Articles. He does start. He starts doing that. Like, ah, oh, you found me. What reading a porno? Yeah, yeah. I read the uh, here's my g- g- generic male excuse for you've caught me watching porn. He shows uh, the Playboy to the centerfold. Yep. To to Lee. To Lee, and then Lee suddenly starts to oh. transform. Yeah, it's a great transformation scene. It doesn't make fantastic. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't because we get a full transformation of the breasts. Yep. We're talking full eighties boobs. And so because it, because she saw a naked lady. Yeah. Her clothes just disappear. Yeah. Well, the boobs are too big for the so they burst out of the chainmail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's doesn't really make sense, but it has a great joke in it. Um, because she looks down and she's got a giant she's got staple, it, like staple because of the centerfold on yep. her chest, and she's popped the staple off of herself. It's a joke, and I thought that was a heaps good joke. Yeah, that was is well done. She's guys. got her boobs out, and all she's wearing is like a loincloth up her ass. Like, yeah, she so she doesn't put a top on or anything. No, for some reason now she's got legless pants. Yes. Like, they they disappeared. I don't know where they went. Yeah, it doesn't but matter. But she's this beautiful, ridiculously beautiful, like big blonde, hair, big know, hair, blonde. Eighties hair. I'm pretty certain she's the wife of the director. Well, she is. Um, yeah, I looked in the notes. She is not the girl in the centerfold that okay. she turned into. She is not the same. Well, like, she probably wasn't available. No, she was just an actress. I think. Yeah, because she was the she's the woman, the Room Two Thirty Seven woman from the Shining TV series. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? Yep. Yeah. What the the corpse lady? Yeah. Yeah, the hot lady. Oh, um, when she's hot. Yeah. Not when she's a corpse. Yeah, no, not when she's a corpse. Um, so she just, you know, kind of like sour face and she's like, kill crates. Yeah. That's, that's, and she, just starts walking. Yeah. So she, like, that's what Ugg was like when they when he first transformed as well. So she yeah. has to learn, like, the language. So she all she knows is kill crates. Yeah. She's got a massive throbbing dick gun. <laughs> she does. So yeah, there's actually a bit later on where she actually holds it in front of a crutch to fire it as well. Well, yeah, and I really th- we'll get to that. We'll get yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so the big, yep, yeah, big stat. She they walk into town. Like she's got her boobs out. She's they start walking towards the town. Yeah. Charlie's like, oh shit, maybe. Yeah, he's got the clothes. He's like, you can't be doing that. Like, put the clothes on. I'm uncomfortable. I have a boner. It's weird. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, next up, like for some reason, Brad and Megan are driving. Megan are out driving, and they run into um, what did you call her? Redneck Karen. Yeah, Redneck Karen. Uh, yeah, 
Red, no, rural Karen. Rural Karen. She comes hysterically running out. Running out. She's critters are chasing her and she's. No, no, she's not critters chasing her. She just comes her. running out because she's like, I don't know why, because she's like, I can't get hold of like the antique dealer. <laughs> he must sell some pretty nice antiques. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then she's like in hysterics and they're like, oh, no, no, it's okay. Like, you just fucking hang out here. Like, I got this. I'm going to go investigate. So he goes. Oh, maybe she did see critters. She saw she... critters. Yeah. Because like Brad's was like, I'll go in by myself. Yeah. You, get, you, you ladies. Stay, ladies stay here. I got this. Yeah, I got that. I got this. I, I got this. Uh, he opens the door to the end. No, the, first we get a wicked line. What's the line? Um, they stop in front of the antique dealer, and they and you know, and Brad's like, "I'll go in alone." He goes, "You can't go in alone." He goes, "What are we gonna do? Call Critter Busters?" <laughs> Who? And I said, "We should call someone." He goes, "Who are we gonna call? Critter Busters?" And oh, like, I miss yes. that line, son of a bitch! I'm always writing lines down. The best part is as well that he goes in with no weapons. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. He like he's, he's dealt with them before. You yeah. need to shoot them or kill because you can't kill them quite easily. They're very fleshy. Yes. He just goes fleshy. in with nothing. Yeah, he's fine. He's He's got his big He doesn't energy. even go in. He opens no. the he door. He opens the door and we get the, the cigar man's corpse. How did he get up there? I don't know. The critters, these little, these critters have just. Well, because he kind of, he falls down and the critters are just there. Yeah. It's like, they've, yeah. Clearly, they've clearly propped him up. They laugh. I like the critters laugh and yep. they can talk. Like yep. very, like you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like a couple of words. Around. I did enjoy it. Um, Even and though in the they... first film they have their own language and it was subtitled, but in this one they can speak English for some reason. Yeah, some of it was subtitled still, but yeah, yeah. So um, then the critters start attacking, and they're full size now. Yep. For some reason, they even just... though they've only eaten, they didn't eat him. No, they didn't. He's just got like they ate some some of him. He's just got like his eye out and yeah. like you know he's he's just like got some Look, wounds. Good night's sleep and he'll be fine. It's true. Yeah. So the critters start attacking. Um, you know, one of them has his little spiny shoots out at the um the car. Yeah, Brad runs into the truck. Yep. And the truck won't start because it's, it's like a pickup kind of Ute guy, yep. you know. Yeah. Right, and, tr- and then the critters start attacking the truck, which one, is just someone throwing critters yeah, at the car. Yeah, that was great. Uh, they just covered a bunch of basketballs in felt and just threw them. It was fantastic. Yeah, One wicked. of them bites onto the, the wheel and fills up with air and straight I, away. Yeah. Just fills up. It's a, it was awesome. <laughs> so the, the critters are like just, I just spoke, they're like, you know, they're, they're cannon fodder for just humour. Like, yeah. Carnage humor. Yes. So yeah, this critter like he bites the tire, blows up big like a balloon, yep. and then when they drive off, he just gets splattered. Like, squished. And like, yeah, that's wicked. Squished. Um, so then they go, obviously, we've got to go get Granny. Granny's not in church, mind you, she's at her home. So she's she's left everyone at the I congregation. I would assume that she lived at the church. Yeah. Or right next to it or something. Yeah. Well in a town that size, she probably is the daycare center and the pediatric no, yeah. I don't know, something. Anyway, she she starts facing off with a critter. Yeah, there's like a critter in her fridge. Yeah. So this is the start where everything starts to go haywire. Yeah. For some reason now the critters are fully grown. Mm-hmm. They're not babies anymore. No. Uh, yeah, so this is the start of the end, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, the montage of fun. Like, everyone's dealing. This is like the bit in, in Gremlins where the mum has to fight them in the kitchen. Like, they're, yes. they're out. They're about. They're not they're, hiding anymore. They're doing stuff. They're... they're they're ready. So Brad comes running in and meanwhile, like, Granny's dealing with one of the critters and he's like, the critters are back. And she's just like, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, uh, the critters, like, does it jump out the fridge at them or something? Yeah. It kind of in the answer, slow-mo jump the critter there like, on the ground cowering yeah. and then all of a sudden 
the bloody wall explodes. It does. Like, and the critic just gets knocked back and splats all uh, green everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, critic garbage. I really liked how he he's like, where's the communicator? Where's the remote? And she's like, oh, the remote, it's on the TV. And he's like, not the fucking remote, the fucking... And he's like pressing the button. And then... Um, the instant he presses it, basically, the, the wall explodes. And they're like, you got here fast! Yeah. But they're already coming. Um, this reminds me of like, the critter, like the guts on the wall. Like I was obsessed with the first critters and this critters when I was uh, younger. Mm. And I used to go out in my backyard, collect all the sour sobs, and then get a rock and crush them up into this globule paste, yeah. right? And then throw it against the wall of my house, making out I was exploding critters. <laughs> oh, and my I parents would just that. come out and they'd just feel this gunk, green gunk <laughs> coming down the side of their house. And I, what the fuck's going on? Like, Shut up, mum. I'm killing critters. But I would like replay the scene like from Critters 1 where they blow it, shoot it with the shotgun and the critter says, fuck. And I'd be like, fuck. And go, and like, Splattered all over the, like, like, like in my head, like my my playtime with me exploding critters. That's you. I really wish we'd have known each other back then. <laughs> Fuck, we would have had a good time. Um. Anyway, the bounty hunters walk. Yeah. This is so we see another one of those erection gunshots. Yeah. And yep. then like poses the gun, the gun reloading by the erection going, like you know, getting a soft on. Yep. So then we we somehow cut from from that to. And then Charlie runs in and they're reunited. Yes. Yep. So Brad uses a communicator. Basically, the bounty hunters have rocked up. They've blown up Granny's house. Charlie and Brad have a heartfelt monologue. He's like, I just, you know, I didn't fit in here. I fit in with them. I'm a bounty hunter now. My life is better. Like, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm a bounty. And she's like, yeah, right. He goes, no, I am. I'm a bounty hunter. Yeah. And he's like, wow, Charlie... You're doing something with your life, finally. Well he still looks done. really out of place. And he's even his bounty hunter uniform. He's just he like, he's like, he's, he's thin and balding. And he's kind of like, you know, a guy that you'd imagine in Mad Max would be flying a plane. Yeah. He, looked, he had very pretty eyes, though. He did. Very, very endearing. Eyes. He'd be a yeah. great, like, you know, husband at the end of your life. You know, you've had three husbands. You want to settle down. He'd be a great one to have there as a friend for, you, the, for the rest of your life. The last one, yep. Um, the keeper, the safe bet. <laughs> well, you always go with the safe bet. Cut to the newsroom. Something crawling around in the vents. Um, you know, so the the newsman, Dad, he's he's there and he starts piling shit up. He's blocking the vents. Got to get that critter out of the way. No, nah, having none of that. Um, and then it cuts straight to the bounty hunters walking towards the hungry heifer. Mm, it's mm. fucking trash. There's all the critters are in there. And we get a very we get a gremlins like scene of them, we do of them just going mad. Like, they're you know, feasting. They're tossing salads. You know, they're just they're splurting ketchup everywhere. Well, they're yeah. eating hamburgers, flipping burgers, having a laugh. It's a good time doing things that they'd never do because it only it's funny to us. It wouldn't be funny to a critter. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so we get there, yeah, we got a, a lot of puppet work. And we yeah. go, oh, their faces look good. There's a lot of like animatronics in the inside yeah. of their mouths, their eyes blink. <laughs> they got little red eyes. I like them. I mean, I like it's, it. it's just a fun scene. Yeah. And then immediately they kind of like figure out that, you know, Ugg and Lee are there. And then they're like, they look around, uh oh. Uh oh. And then boom, critter shootout. I did like, though, that Ugg comes in and he's like got his crutch gun and it's like, and then Lee's just like, oh, yeah? And it just gets yeah, bigger. The guns, yeah, but like, 
Yeah, they kind of like before they fire, they extend and yeah. erect, and yes. then when they fire, they kind of go backwards. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was a very crutch shot. Clearly bigger. It was like a chick with a dick. Yep. Um, which was very hot in the eighties. Um, the yeah, so then we get this montage of the critters actually exploding, like yeah. guts going it's everywhere. Great. One falls into the deep fryer. That was cool because then he comes out, he doesn't have his little fur on anymore, and he's all like. He's like a scrotum. And this is what the critter films are about. They're about, and, and, and mini monster films are about the carnage of the mini monsters. Yeah. We're seeing them splattered up against the wall. They're doing this. Like, yeah, the guns are great. The, the guns are so OP. Mm. Like, they blow up whole walls just to yeah. hit one critter and stuff like that. So they're, they're firing at them. They're firing away. Oh, it was great. It was a cacophony of critter guts and explosions. <laughs> it was like, I, it was one of my favorite scenes in the film. Yep. Then they all start bowling out. No, first four of them join together. Yeah, and turn into one big, big ball. ball and roll out and ball smash out. through the door. Yeah, and then which we've never seen before. Conveniently, there is a group of townspeople standing there, and they get bowled over. Yeah, they get a strike, and the, you they hear a bowling noise as well, like a strike Great. noise. I love it. Uh, then they start causing mayhem in the town. You know, they're chasing people around, chewing through phone lines. You know, yeah, doing get getting into everything, it's fucking everything up. You know, doing funny things. So the town's in mayhem. Yep. The so, critters are real. Oh my god, it's Brad, like, he was it's right like the whole time. One turned up to a hundred. Yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, and that's what you. That's what I got when I used to watch this as, a, as in the eighties. Yep. Um. So Brad, Megan, and Granny. No, um, rural Karen though. She's. She just disappeared. She's disappeared. They rock up. Um, they rock the, up to the newspaper the place. Um, you know, they they they've rocked up to save Dad from the newspaper room, and as they're getting him out, Critter nails him in the neck with, with one a of the spine. spine with a barb. A barb. And so Dad's all weak at the knees. Oh, Dad needs help. Oh no. So Dad, they help Dad into the car, and he bails off. So that didn't work very well for the Critter at all. Yeah, they're like trying to flag down Metalhead. Who's in his Jeep and he just fucks off. He fucks off. He's a dickhead. They're like, what's happening? You're a fucking coward. So everyone starts congregating in the church. You know, come on. Yep, we'll be safer in here. We'll be. Yeah, because yeah, one. Why would you just run into one spot? But anyhow, it doesn't matter. Everyone runs to the church. I'd like to point out that this pastor, preacher, whatever you want to call him, does not kick ass for the Lord. No. He does not. And then we we go back to like uh, metalhead, metalhead, and he's he he tries to get out of town, but the critters have chewed down a stobie pole and blocked out the only road out of town. Uh huh. Conveniently located next to the hamburger factory. Exactly. Oh, right. Um, yes. foreshadowing for later. <laughs> um. <laughs> so then we cut back to the the bounty hunters. They're like um, crites feed together. They like meat. So yeah, we, we get a little bit of information. Yeah. Um, so then they're having this chat about it uh, outside the Hungry Heifer. Um, meanwhile, the Poindexter comes up and he's just like, who's going to pay for all this? Like, Who's going to pay for all this stuff? You, you guys have done this. You, you got to pay for it. And then Lee just starts to like freak out and transform into the Poindexter. The Poindexter. So and Lee, like, oh, obviously the form of the lady wasn't really taking and... Uh, he now he he now turns into there yeah, the the Poindexter, Poindexter. Pee Wee Herman I called him. <laughs> uh, they get the, then we get a montage of the basically it's night time now all of a sudden. Yep. 
and we get a montage of like you know the the the, the bounty hunters going through killing yep. blowing up crikes. Some of the towns on fire, you know that kind of thing. Brad and Megan are like, they're and then all at, of a sudden they're having a talk. But also, where where have all the critters gone? They've mm-hmm. gone somewhere. Don't know. They're not around anywhere. Well, like, oh, the fuck are they? They're hiding. It's too quiet. Yep. That's fine. And yeah. then, um, then we get this weird scene of like Lee walking around with Charlie, and then suddenly yep. Lee starts to transform again, and Charlie looks to see what what he's transforming into, and it's Freddy. It's a Freddy Krueger cutout. Yes. Um, in the background, he's about to turn into Freddy Krueger. And he's just like, Charlie's like, oh, fuck, no, 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 don't turn into that. No, no, no. And then pulls up the Playboy because he's conveniently got the Playboy on his persons, well, but, mind well, you, why would for you? later. You throw that away. Um, no, it's uh, American culture. Keeping it in the wank bank. <laughs> uh, yeah, he holds the Playboy up in front of Lee again and Lee transforms back into the, uh, the, the Playboy lady. sexy lady. Who's who's now has different uniform and clothes fit better, and her boobs aren't out all the time. Yeah, that's fine. No more of that. Anyway, so the critters starts attack. The critters attack Lee. Yeah, they basically they set a trap for her. Yeah, they like kind of like lead her down into a, an alley, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a dead end alley, and then they all come up from around bins and all jump onto her all at once and kill her. Yep, kill Kreitz. Kill. Um. So yeah. So they come. We hear this monstrous scream. Ugh, Charlie! They come to the rescue. They find nothing but a severed arm. And Ugg fucking loses it. He snaps. He he transforms. He yells and he transforms back back into his blob face form. Like he's Mm. just gone so so to pieces that he can't he can't even hold transform anymore. He can't do anything. He's sad. Yep. His uh, partner's dead. Everyone goes back to the church again. Mm. Yep. Uh, and then we see the little girl suddenly is outside the little yeah, so then we cut to this scene where there's a guy standing out the front, like having a cigarette or something, and he's, he's got like a, he's got a shotgun. I think we're just now in like. Well, now we have the cop, like the cops that are left in the town are kind of guarding the church, mm. but there's no criticism around at the moment. And so, like- yeah, so he's like invest, like he hears these critter noises, he's looking around, and a little girl sort of pops her head out, and he's just like. Uh, fucking go inside, or I'm gonna tell your daddy, and he gonna whoop your ass. And she doesn't do anything. She doesn't. And then she, he dies. Nothing. Nothing happens. And then yeah, he dies. And Critic. the little girl starts riding her tricycle away. I'm like, a, how did you get outside that quickly? And b, how did you get that tricycle down the stairs? And b, why do you think that riding away is going to be a good option for you? Right? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Um, I think it's a homage to the little girl on in Nightmare From on Elm Street. Yeah, because she's was. wearing the exact same clothes as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, 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 they hear it from me in the church. They hear the girl scream. Yep. Brad runs out the back, sees her run, riding off her tricycle into the into the night with, like, critters rolling after yep. her. He runs after her. He's got a baseball bat. Yep. He starts baseballing critters away. Beating her. Now, here's a problem. This dumb bitch falls off of a tricycle. How do you fall off of a tricycle? I don't know. Get you off don't. bumps? Trying to do a trick? <laughs> maybe she was trying to do a flip. Doing flips and shit. Yeah, she was maybe trying to do like a, uh, you know. So now we're stuck. She's on the ground. This girl's on the ground and, you know, there's critters approaching and Brad's doing the best he can. We need a hero. We need a hero. Yeah, they're about to get killed. There's nothing they can do. The critters no. are surrounding them. Suddenly. Suddenly there's all these gunshots. All the critters get shot. Yep. Blood splurts out of them. They all go down dead. Cut to Harv. Fucking Harv. In his sh- original sheriff He's outfit. He's back. 
He's he's back. He he's says a line which is cool to the rescue. What is his line? Um, I can't remember. No. He just says a cool thing. Like well, everyone's but cunts up. Everyone's gonna get <laughs> yeah, fucking crates. Um. Yeah. Oh, then man. we cut to we see this image of some critters uh, feeding on cows. Yep. Okay. So that's quick shot in the pan. Back to the church. And that's know. where all the critters are. Yeah. So all the critters now are. We see them all. They're all kind of heading to these cows. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we see that in the town. You, they can see them from the church. They see all the critters rolling as one massive. It's like 40 of them, 50 yeah. of them, 100 of them. They're all rolling to these cows. They're like, oh, my God, there must be hundreds. Something's going on. There wasn't hundreds of eggs. So I don't know what's going on there. but Yep. And he's like, so now we need a plan. Harve is the fucking plan. And I like that he calls them man-eating dust mops. Well, at first the town uh, goes a bit crazy, and yeah. they, they would. They're what pointing I'd say, fingers. They're like, they're like Brad, "Well, you're... none of this would have happened." Like the day the Brad rocks up, the aliens come back. Mm-hmm. They start trying to blame like Brad, which I see, thought seemed legit. Like yeah, it's yeah. a good enough reason. Like, did you bring these? Yeah, because it like, makes sense. Rock, you know, two years have been away, and the day you come back, convenient. They rock up mm-hmm. anyway. Half shoots his gun in the air, and he goes. He basically still there to shut the fuck up. Stop mm-hmm. blaming the kid. We need a fucking plan. That's right. At this point, did you notice Brad had a lot of eyeliner on? I didn't. He had some hard eyeliner makeup going uh, going on. Big eyelashes, eyeliner around. Very, very, very nice. Maybe he was going to a show after. Maybe, maybe. You maybe know? he's going, you know. Going off to see some wasp or something. Wasp. Wasp. Um... Anyhow, they get they make a plan. Yeah. Brad comes up, why don't we lure all the critters into the hamburger factory and then we'll blow them up? Fucking A. Genius. Great plan. It's a great plan. I love it. I was like, yeah, that makes because they mentioned they've they've already foreshadowed that they eat like to eat together. So if you've got a big bunch of meat. And they're like, me. So you put two and two together. Yeah. Bam, you got a genius. Done. Fucking so then we plan. get a montage to music. I like that also the sheriff's like, okay, we need some volunteers. Brad's like, yeah, I'm in. Sheriff, he's in. Yeah, metalhead steps forward. Yeah, no he's one, like, no one else steps. He's like, oh yeah, I'll do it. This, yep. And then like, yeah, Megan gives and, him a kind of a ooh. You look. know, obviously, Ugg, he's down. He's out for the count. He's he's grieving. He's sad. So Charlie steps up and he's like, right. Harv's like this fucking ragtag tag team of pussies. We're gonna go fuck shit up. The first he goes like, who 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 volunteers? Everyone keeps quiet and eventually, you know, like badass says, yeah. Yep. Megan said, yeah. And then at the end, Harv just goes. Ah, uh, you're all volunteering. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no choice. Yeah, no, you, you, you no, either you're... volunteer or you die. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, they start loading up the polar iceberg factory with explosives. But now, it's get, a lot of explosives. We also get a, a we also get a montage of, like, the town just weaponing up. We get, need a Getting, montage. like, rakes and axes yeah. and stuff. So they're all like, but, yeah, and then, yeah, they do have a lot of explosives. Like, yeah. They are a rural town. Yes, there's like a dude brings it in like there's dynamite. Yeah. Actual dynamite. Actual and they actually have like a, a plunger mechanism like in a yes. cartoon. I'm sad that it didn't say Acme on it. It's true. It's, it's true. It's fine. And now they pile up all the dynamite in the burger place. Mm-hmm. They sneak out. A metalhead like turns on a fan. Yeah. And then they turn on a fan to blow the <laughs> smell that. towards the crites. Yep. Which works. They, it, it, they fall for it and they're on the move. They all look around and they're like, oh, what is wicked? Meanwhile, but I then like, we get a shot of a weather vane, which is what I like, showing the wind's going in the correct in the, direction. The right direction. We're mm. okay, guys. Um, I'd like to point out as well that the the townsfolk, uh, they have torches and pitchforks and 
Start following the critters. Yeah, so they're like, they're, they're, yeah, that was silly of them, wasn't it? <laughs> so, so I guess they want to see if the plan works. So yeah. Basically, the critters are all rolling towards the factory and they kind of tail behind them, all of them going, it's working. Yeah. But they are, they do mention, because I was like, why wouldn't they just attack the people? But they do mention, they do, a, the miracle line is like, as long as we stay downwind. That's right. And I'm like, it they works. can't smell you. You can't argue with that. It's fine. It's logic. But then, oh, shit. You see the weather vane suddenly change direction. Fuck. What's going to happen? It's the happening all over again. (laughs) (laughs) And all the critters stop. Yep. And they're like, fucking live meat's better. They say it. (laughs) Yes, live meat is better. And they start to roll off. And then the big, there's a big critter. This whole time there's been a bigger critter. Yep. The big critter um, says, uh, wait, wait. Yep. Wait up. But cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. That's his, that's his argument. It's like that. Cheeseburgers. I can have cheeseburgers. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there like, same, buddy. His, 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 his argument was cheeseburgers have no bones. No bones. That's and great. And they're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so then they're like, yeah, okay. So they, they take the advice of Big Grid and they go. I would. Cheeseburgers are great. They at this hit- point, I was like, what? What was that all about? And yep. I was like, yep, cool. <laughs> Little did I know, that is more foreshadowing because what all this film does. <laughs> so uh, they the, head back towards the factory. They have a crazy feeding they frenzy. They have a party. They have a hamburger party. Off. This is pretty much like this This feeding frenzy was Bryn and me after Boxing Day. We went to Hungry Jack's. We ate a bunch of fucking cheeseburgers. And I'm like, yeah. Do you know what my favorite thing is? Going to McDonald's, mm. you know that the fillet of fish? Yes. Is it called that or the ocean catch? Whatever it's called the, at McDonald's. The filet fish filet fish Yeah. You buy four filet fishes That's so many. Because you know how they're on like brioche, but the softest yes. buns in the world. And the filet fish is very soft. Yes. And you make a stack, mm-hmm. one burger out of them, and you've basically made the softest, highest burger in the entire world that you can just, you don't even have to cut it. You could just put, you could karate chop it and it would come apart. It's so soft. You've made the softest Hangover food in the entire world. It's the best because there's no chewing involved hardly at all. That is interesting. And the next time I have a hangover, I will report back. Oh, I've done it. Heaps and I'll be like, Dan, I threw up everywhere. And I'll be like, it's in my hair. <laughs> I'll be like, perfect. <laughs> Anyhow, they start having a burger party. Everything's going great. Yep. And then, um, and then what happens? They're and trying then- to. So they're trying to shut the door, but the, the big, big critter sees sees Brad. Starts the big one, the one that was like, I can has cheeseburger critter. And then they have this weird shot of Brad just staring at the critter, the critter <laughs> staring back at him for way too long, like yep. a romance stare. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, the critter starts getting bigger. Whoa. And then it glows Whoa. and all of a sudden, it's Ugg. Ugg, you crazy son of a bitch, you did it. You did it. He was the one. Ugg had transformed into a critter and he was the one who... You know, told them to go have cheeseburgers. Yep. So he's not out the game. He was there in full force. That would have been hard for old Ugg to yeah. transform into he, that. He and took the form. He, he did it. He, you crazy son of a bitch. You did it. And What uh, he could have done, he rolled out as the critter, transformed where no one could see him, mm. and then shot back it, shot the gun into the and blown them up. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. True. doesn't matter. Still, it's still a solid plan. Yeah. So then they, they try and shut the door. They try and grab Ugg. There's a bit of a struggle. Ugg gets out. It's they fine. shut the shut door the down door. on the critters. They fucking blow. blow. They use their plunger. <laughs> boom, down. Wiley Coyote comes out and he fucking presses Yeah, they basically Wiley Coyote, the roadrunner, yeah. blow the critters. And they blow up the meat factory. It's a big good explosion as it well. Is. It's a real nice. explosion. Yeah. There's no CG. No. 
It doesn't want to blow up the whole fucking, place. It just kind of like fire comes out of all the windows yeah, and stuff like take that. that. And we're like, yeah, we're at a barbecue. <laughs> Great. Um, then, of course, it's one of the most romantic scenes ever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, out the front of a burning burger place. Brad and Megan decide to have, you know, maybe a bit of a bit of a kiss because it is a romantic setting. I mm-hmm. can't think of anything more romantic than like a place on fire with burning corpses inside. That's where Liz and I had our first kiss. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point, I was like, I don't think it worked, eh? Yeah, that's just a bit mad. I'm Do not... you want to know why? You you don't see any critter corpses. No. We you don't, don't hear them we yelling. We don't see. We don't hear. There's nothing. We just see a factory. And suddenly, all of a sudden, before Brad and me can get to kiss, everything starts to rumble. Like an earthquake. Not mm. sure why. Still not sure why it was rumbling. Mm. But suddenly the doors that they previously locked the critters in explode open and it is one gigantic critter. They have all joined together uh, into one mega critter. Fuck. Everybody run. We actually forgot to mention earlier that when that the, the four critters joined together, they hit a wall and split back open. Yes. So we know that they can join together. And like split apart, but we forgot to mention that. Yeah. And now they have just it, it, the critters have now turned into the big slow lumbering monster that ends all horror. Like you know, yeah. He's rolling around. It's kind of cool. There's a couple of balls you can see. There's one which is just a, a ball with just spots on it. Yep. But there's one that actually has little critters all over with mouths. You that see move. all the faces and stuff. Yeah, and like I'm a, like, I like that. So it's a basically a a giant. And this boy, this thing's huge. This is like it's as tall messy. as a house. Yeah. It's, it's fucking huge. And then it rolls over some dude. This is probably my favorite scene of the whole film. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Because <laughs> this dude's the, the town people, like, They're like, Whoa! oh, fuck. The town people scatter. Except for this one dude who kind of falls over. The ball rolls, <laughs> up, rolls over him. And all that's left is the bloody <laughs> shaking bloody skeleton. skeleton. <laughs> and they're like, shake. This is someone out of shot shaking it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is wicked. Can Hands you see? down my favorite scene in that film. Um, I've lost where I'm up to. So then, right, like, they're heading back to town. Yeah. So they, yeah, they, um, they're like, oh, fuck. Ooh. The children. Ooh. Won't somebody think of the children? For some reason, the critters are aware that there are children in a church now. Yeah. They're like, huh, all these townspeople around, no one is looking after the children. Exactly. So, yeah, Brad and Megan and get into their truck. Yeah. They They're start like, chasing the critter ball. We've got a, you know, a full-on Fast and Furious moment happening. We've got them side by side. They're yeah, crashing into, into the each critter other. Ball, like, and... little mouths next yeah. to them. <laughs> Like Brad's like, oh, fuck, he loses the door, it's, shit's happening. And then, uh, you know, like everyone is standing at the church. The critical's not going very fast. No. I love this bit that they're all standing out the front of the church just going, ah! <laughs> it's like that bit, was it in Wayne's World when the, the, the yes. slow, the slow, um... Was is it? it Wayne's World? No, it's fucking Austin Powers, isn't it? Austin Powers, like, yeah. Ah! Yeah, like basically that scene in Lost Vows. Like the critical is not going that far. They could just leave. Yeah. They don't. They're like, mm. They're like, oh, shit. Anyhow, Brad comes in with the car, smashes into the critical, knocking it off course, but consequently also flipping the truck. Fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Um, yeah, they have, uh, uh, once again, the critter then does, does a lap of the town square very slowly. That's making around, its way like, downtown. Why didn't they leave? No. <laughs> they just still, they're just still all standing at the front of the church going, no! Yeah, like, what the fuck's happening? Also, I think we didn't point out that while all of this was happening, Charlie fucked off. He ran away and everyone's like, fucking Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been in it for a while. Yeah. Yet. So then Brad and Megan run over to the church and then they stand out the front of the church going, no! Yeah. 
watching this giant slow lumbering ball come towards the church. Yep. There's not there's nothing to do. They're just gonna have to be eaten. Because yep. no one knows how to walk out the way of anything no. anymore, especially a slow-moving ball. Because now it's one ball, so it's like, well... One giant critter. You just sort of kick Nana's crutch and fuck off, and yeah. she's... Yep, okay. But anyhow, suddenly, out of nowhere, comes the spaceship. Yeah. It flies along, and we cut to uh, Charlie at the helm. Screaming. He's I'm, screaming. He's screaming, I'm a bounty hunter. <laughs> and then he fucking suicide bombs the He just, just kamikaze straight into the critter bowl Fuck. and explodes. Now, I've written in my notes here, I'm pretty sure that ship would have had some weapons on it. Mm-hmm. He maybe should have shot the missile into it or a laser. I don't, Maybe he didn't know how to do it. Anyhow, no. he flies the ship in. He kamikaze. The critter bowl explodes. They are mashed. They are dead. Chris. We know they're dead now. Unfortunately, Charlie is dead. Oh, Charlie. Suck a dick. <laughs> um, the main characters. Uh, and then it kind of got, that's it. Yep. Uh, pan, uh, slow fade to the next day. Well, Ugg transforms. That's the next day, though, isn't is it? Is it? No, no, no. So Ugg starts to transform. Like, so as soon as it's happened, everyone's like, oh, okay, Charlie. fuck. And then Ugg transforms into Charlie. So, And it- the sheriff's, the look on the sheriff's face is like, I'm shitting my pants right now. <laughs> yeah, what, what the, the fuck? fuck is this? Yeah, because he hasn't, doesn't know the bounty hunter's transform at this, yep. at this stage. Then it cuts to the next day. Next day, everyone's... You know, they're rebuilding the town, you know. And it has this shot where they're all kind of sitting out the front of the church and then all the main characters from the movie all come and basically as if they're posing for a photo out the front of the church, but there's no yeah, camera. there's no camera. Just there's so nothing. they're all there. Um, so Brad's heading back to the bus. Him and Ugg share a lovely moment. No. No? No. no. First, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes Charlie running in. That's why they're at the church. Does that happen? Yeah. No. Did you miss that? No, no, no. I've got a bunch of different notes. Because it happens at the bus. It happens at the bus because Ugg's there and they're like, yeah, they have right, a yeah, moment. You're right, yeah, you're right. Granny gives Brad some kind of weird fucking cake that he's just literally just going to throw out the window as soon as he's out of town. Yeah. Um, and then Brad and Megan are once again cocked blocked by Harv as he walks past them. Basically, Brad's just bailing. Yeah. And, like, why does she want... Yeah, and then, like, they go to kiss again. Yeah. Well, and then, why does she want to kiss him? He's about to leave. I know. They're having this brief moment about, like, oh, you know, come see me when you can and blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Yeah. Making, making plans that aren't going to happen. Then, all of a sudden... Harv's like, kiss your girl and let's haul ass. Because Harv's bailing as well. And then Charlie comes back. Charlie's back. He, He's like, parachutes. A pa- with the parachute still attached to him, yeah. and I've written in my notes, why would a spaceship have a parachute? Well, this is true, but also it's like, like so how long has he been up there? Parachute into space? Oh, he obviously got caught in a tree or some shit. Probably. Because he's like, how the fuck do I get this off? Like, how do I take this off? Like, what's happening? And then because the Ugg's there, mm. we get this bad green green screen effect of, like, the two Charlies together, like, yep. looking at each other, walking Just around. circle. It's, it's um, kind of nice. And then, um, and then all of a sudden, another spaceship rocks up. Yep. So, you know, but obviously. They had, like, Ugg and Charlie have this kind of, like, moment where he's like, yeah, I'm going to go. Mean he's now. like, you're going to stay. So, you know, this. Well, he's would have reported that he's already dead to the spaceship authorities. Quite possibly, yeah. That's but... what I thought. So he can't go with him now because he's theoretically <laughs> the dead. Spaceship authorities. What? <laughs> I love it. 
Um, Ugg gets beamed up, Star yep. Trek style. Yep, and Charlie's left behind. Aww. So then Megan and Brad finally kiss, and it's a little bit gay. Yeah, and then he just basically leaves the instant he kisses, and then out of the blue, the sheriff flicks Charlie the sheriff badge, and Charlie becomes sheriff. Sure, yeah. why not? Good for him. I'm sure that's like how you become a sheriff. In a town like that, yes. So Charlie becomes the sheriff of the town. The end. Yeah, we get that final pan over the idyllic, quiet American town rebuilding, and we get a thank you up on the screen. So thank you to all the people of Grover's Bend for allowing us to come in and ruin your town. <laughs> you can put green shit all over the wall, get Dan McGinnis to come in and throw <laughs> sour subs everywhere. <laughs> I love it. What are your final thoughts? This movie was so much fun. It's like, pretty good, isn't it? I. It's a higher. It's up there. It's in that high quality. Mm. Like, you know, you got. Um, I reckon it's the second best Mini Monsters franchise. Yep. And it's a franchise. It is a franchise with all them films. No, like I, I thought that the effects for the critters were good. I like the, the, the goop. I like the 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 comedy in it for me. I, I like the silliness of it. Yeah, and it wasn't too silly. Yeah. Like, you know, the bits happened, happened because they didn't seem out of character for any well, of the characters. The crites are funny. Yeah. They're cool. They're big mouths. They, they can rip people apart. So none of the comedy was with the characters, the the people. It was all with the critters, which I liked because I don't like to watch sort of like goofy people being goofy in movies like this. Like yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. like oh, the, the town dummy. Well, Charlie kind of was the town dummy, but he yeah. wasn't. He was like he wasn't that yeah. bad. It wasn't annoying or anything. They didn't linger on it. There was like the shots of the boobs at the staple in the chest. That was funny. Yeah. Every, then. And then uh, equal amounts of critter carnage. There wasn't, my only criticism, one of the criticisms is there wasn't much people carnage in this film. No. I think only like three, uh, I think the the kill count is six people in the whole yeah. film. Yeah. Like it's not many. Um, That's my only thing. They could have shown a couple. I think the montage of the critters going a bit crazy in the town, there should have been some more death scenes maybe in there. Maybe showing yeah. some critters like biting arms off or. Yeah, that would have been good. You know, some like, you know, random people don't matter. I mean, you've got the one the rolling over the ball mm. and the skeleton. They should have maybe done that a couple more times or is there some different versions of it. Half run over someone so there's only half their body and stuff like yeah. that. You know. Just a little bit more of that. Yeah, run over a, a cow and it's at the cow skeleton standing there. <laughs> Yes, please. Something like that, yeah. That see, that would have been great. Um, but yeah, I see like the second. So my 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 understanding of mini monster films is number one, I think Gremlins is the best. Mm-hmm. Number two, Critters. Then we go into third three is the Ghoulies franchise. Then we're heading down to like maybe four is Troll. Mm-hmm. Then heading down to Munchies at number five, and the rock bottom is Hobgoblin. Which <laughs> <laughs> only actually got one film, so it's not really a franchise. No. I, think. I think it only got one film. But yeah, the critters look great. Mm. The puppets look great. They're fun. It made sense. Yeah, it did. It wasn't. There was. I think there. There was only like one or two scenes that were like mm, that wasn't necessary. But that's just it was me, only that kid that's scene. That's just me nitpicking it because yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this film, and I think there was like a bunch of moments where I was like, actually, because I sat at my computer, I watched it with my headphones on, and then like you know, Liz is sitting there, and I'm just like chuckling away, and she's like, "You're a fucking idiot." Like I think there were some missed opportunities. Yeah. In there with for violence and gore, I think the Easter Bunny scene. It showed him on the ground with blood on him. They should have opened up his like costume yeah. and it just been hollowed out. That would have been even better. Yeah, like stuff like that. They just yeah. kind of missed out on a couple of gore opportunities. But I think they were more going for the critter gore and, you know. Yeah. They might have still safer, been dabbling. It's a safer rating as well. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Like, yeah. They might have been going for like the critter gore doesn't count as like gore because it's green. Right. You know, the old Carmageddon green zombie blood thing. But yeah. 
But yep, yeah, lots of good critic carnage. What did you give it? Um, so I gave this as a B. It's a beer and it's definitely a beer and chicken wing group movie. Yep, I gave it that as well. But I also gave it a U. Franken's a bit underrated. Yeah, I don't reckon people talk about this as much. Everyone talks about Gremlins. Yep, but it's still just it's 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 nearly equal with Gremlins. The, the critic. Yep. I mean, I haven't seen the other critter fr- critters yet. Like, no, not yet. I'm gonna watch Critters Bounty Hunters because yep. I reckon that will be. Let one. me know. I'm gonna watch Critters Attack. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm doing it. But there's one. Um, I think it's either Critters Three or Four. There's like one that's set in the city and they're in like a basement of a building. I remember that one, but it's okay. You know what I mean? It doesn't have the fun of like, yeah. I think the other ones go a bit serious. And yeah. I've, I, my only regret, cause like I've seen critters, but I've probably haven't seen critters in about 25 years. So I kind of came into this going, I don't know what's going on right it's now. It's very slow. Yeah. Hardly anything happens in it. Fair enough. Um, as in like one of those old, old school, I don't know what year it came out, but like. It's like 86, I think. There's a couple of like critter things, you know, in that, that there's some like explosions and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah it's, it's it's pretty good. Mm. I, mean, I will watch once it again. It makes sense. Yeah, I need to fine. give it a rewatch. But yeah, I was I'm so busy this week that I've not had a chance to barely do anything. So Done. one was enough. What's our future? What's our next spoil movie? Dan, I've been having some urges lately. Oh dear. Some weird urges. Have you been changing in ways that you can't explain? <laughs> no. But I've been feeling feelings that I never thought I'd feel. So I feel that we should watch Deathgasm. Oh, I love that film. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Deathgasm. Nice. I spelled it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it, but don't worry. It's in the, uh, in the dictionary. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys, if you are getting to the end of this episode, we are going to watch Deathgasm next week. So do your fucking homework. Yeah. It's in German, isn't it? I think so. Doesn't matter. This is a foreign film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has this has some dicks in it. <laughs> this is amazing. This film. I'm Everyone's just gonna go through and be like, okay, which horror movies have the most dicks? And then we'll just do a Dickgasm. We'll just do a compendium. I wonder if there is like there is like a a, a movie about a, a killer dick, killer cock. There's killer condom. Killer condom. Yeah. It's not, very, not as cool. Though. It's not, but yeah, it's fine. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you guys. You've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We're available on all streaming services, including SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere good podcasts can be found. We're also available on the YouTubes, but no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or a review, and make sure you share with all your friends. We also have an Instagram at Terrorvision Pod, and we'll keep you up to date with upcoming episodes, trivia, and of course, memes that are probably three years old by now. We also have an email, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to watch, discuss, or anything like that. And also follow us on Facebook. Our opening and closing music today is Void Swell by Sister Wife. Ooh. Ooh. And you can check out me at Greenlight Comics, 18 Stevens Place, um, just off Rundle Mall down the side of the Myers Centre. That's mm-hmm. the comic shop in Adelaide. So if you're not in Adelaide, you can't do that. You fucked it. Yeah, I know. You can go to their website and buy their stuff from their website. Or check out greenlightcomics.com where we send all over Australia. And if you buy over a certain amount, whatever it is, it's free postage. Hmm. So check that out. Greenlightcomics.com. Yes. And, and remember. Send a t- well, you'll send a television uh, sticker. I don't have any. Fuck you. I'll give you some more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> my fuck. Uh, and until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares.